Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Motor Racing Network Classics presented by MRN. Following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The NASCAR Bush Series is in the smoking Midwest tonight, where temperatures have been in the 100s for the last few days. The one and a quarter mile Gateway International Raceway is the site of tonight's race. It's a big racetrack, but one that you have to be very careful on when trying to make a pass. Here's progressive motorsports driver Jason Keller. It's so hard because it's, it's, it's pretty much one groove. I know it's pretty wide in three and four, but it's pretty much one groove. Everybody tries to run on the bottom, so there's not much passing done on that end of the racetrack, so you have to kind of bottle it up and do all your passing coming off, too, and uh, this is pretty tough. If your car is set up right, you can complete those passes easily. If not, it becomes a long night in St. Louis. In a season that's already seen 12 different winners, this could be the kind of place that offers yet another. In the shadow of the famous St. Louis Arch, the NASCAR Bush Series cars are about to light them up in tonight's Car Quest 250. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Temperatures have dropped into the 80s from a high yesterday in the 100s here in St. Louis, Missouri tonight. But we're about to turn the heat back up as the NASCAR Bush Series gets ready to run here at the Gateway International Raceway. Hello, everyone. I'm Joe Moore along with Fred Armstrong, trackside here at Gateway International. The teams have been here before, Fred. They were here two years ago racing in July in the daytime. They were here last year racing in October in the daytime. But this year, back in July, but it's a nighttime race, and a lot of the things they learned in those first two tries here at Gateway are not going to apply this time. Everybody agrees this is a pretty tough racetrack. It's very difficult to set up the car. And they've been practicing in completely different conditions, and they'll be racing in here tonight. And now, the track temperatures are probably right now about 30 to 40 degrees cooler tonight than they were when they were out practicing earlier today. Other challenges here, every corner is completely different. You can't be perfect in any one. You can't be perfect in all four, to be sure. So that requires the teams to think on their feet a bit. It also requires a little bit of guesswork. Some other changes that have occurred here in just the last few moments. A cloud cover has rolled over the speedway. We've got some little sprinkles out that's expected to pass very shortly, but that is also going to have a big effect on cooling off the racetrack surface. Now, the year in the NASCAR Bush Series, very competitive so far. First 20 races, there's been 12 different winners along the way and the championship battle has been pretty good kind of centralized between two drivers Matt Kenseth and Dale Earnhardt Jr. they've gone back and forth several times most recently with Kenseth taking over last week at Pikes Peak you have a couple other guys who are still in the hunt third place Jeff Green fourth place Todd Bodine 
Now, remember, Jeff Green missed the show at Rockingham. The qualifying was rained out. They had no provisionals. It was a brand-new team, so they lost out big time, lost about 175 points there. But they feel like they can maybe dig out of the hole if they can just chip away week after week. Todd Bodine's season has been consistent, but he's yet to pull off a win. And although he believes they can stay consistent, they still have a shot to win this title. Could easily become a four-way battle for the championship as we get into the final races of the year. It's going to be a great race tonight, a fantastic racetrack, a great race crowd on hand. In a moment, we'll hear from some of the drivers getting ready for tonight's race. Just like the weather forecaster said, that brief shower has already ended. Rolled across the speedway, dropped some moisture on the track surface here for maybe two or three minutes. They've uh, gone to work and trying to dry off the track surface, and looks like we're going to be okay for the start of tonight's race. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. National Raceway this evening for the running of the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 for the NASCAR Busch Series cars. On the top spot in qualifying, Casey Atwood. He scored his second Bud pole of the season here at Gateway in qualifying on Friday. Last time Casey won a pole was at Milwaukee, Wisconsin earlier this month. And in that race, he went on to win as well. Jim Phillips is with the top starter tonight. Jim, can he do it again here tonight at Gateway? Well, let's find out. 132.423 miles per hour. All the practice has been at daytime. Now it's nighttime. How much do you think that's going to change your setup? It's going to change us some. I think uh, it, the temperature's definitely cooled off, but the track temperature hasn't cooled that much. So uh, it's definitely going to tighten things up, and I think whoever uh, guests on the setup is going to be the fastest one. But hopefully uh, we guess right, and then we can make some adjustments, make the car better. Uh, we need another good run for this Castro team. We've uh, been down in the dumps these last two two races and uh hopefully we can back us up like milwaukee how about the car can you race it really hard at this racetrack or do you have to save your tires and stuff i think uh you're gonna have to save a little bit uh, save your brakes you got to really get on the brakes down in here in one and two and uh i think you know we're going to take it easy here for most of this race and give it uh give it what it's got last after that last pit stop casey atwood bud pole winner 132.423 miles per hour well jeff green is having a great season in 1999 he's logged two wins nine top fives three top tens he's sitting third in the points just 112 behind dale earnhardt jr and he's still in the hunt for that title now this is the first time for jeff green at gateway but you wouldn't know it by his qualifying effort yesterday he sits on the outside pole let's check in with winston kelly from charlotte north carolina Jeff, first time here at Gateway, but as Fred Armstrong said, you wouldn't know it from your qualifying effort. What kind of setup did you use coming here for the first time, and is this track like anything else that you've ever been to? Well, this is the first time I've been here, but Harold's been here uh, the last two years, so uh, we just brought what he had. Uh, Steve on the 57, he, you know, we, they run good here last year, so uh, I gave up on him a little bit. I, I overshot the corner. I should have been on a pole, but... It's a good starting spot for a Kleenex Chevrolet. We're running pretty good in practice, so we're just kind of trying to get another top five tonight see what we can do. You're talking about the last few races, a second, a first, and a fourth. Do you give much credence to momentum, and how much does it does it carry over to the running of the race? Well, it helps, no doubt about it. To, uh, these guys are just pumped. They're working really hard for me, and uh, we just got an awesome program with Kleenex and Chevrolet. 
and everybody involved with this Progressive Motorsports team. Got a great teammate too. So uh, looking forward to each and every race. And this, this tonight, you know, it could just be our next one on the schedule. Third in points, just 112 behind. And a lot of people forget he missed the third race of the season. Jeff Green rolls off second. Jeff said uh, he doesn't really feel like an old man, but last night uh, when they had the uh, post-qualifying interviews where he's sitting down there in the infield media center, in between teenagers Casey Atwood and Adam Petty, he felt like an old guy. Adam Petty is the guy who qualified third for uh, tonight's race. He's coming off a streak of pretty bad luck. A lot of crashes, failing to make races, but uh, Daniel Humphrey of Pell City, Alabama is with him now, and Daniel looks like he's bounced back pretty well, qualifying third here tonight at Gateway. That's right, Joe. Adam Petty has been on a qualifying roll the past two weeks. He started sixth last week at Pikes Peak, and now third tonight. Adam, how's the car, and can you remain up front? You know, I hope so. I'd like to say we could. Uh, we weren't that great in happy hour, and, uh, you know, it's just going to be a survival race. If we can hang around there and last 250 laps with both front fenders on there and the race is over, I'm going to be a happy camper. But uh, here to learn again, so uh, that's, what, that's what this year is based around. That's Adam Petty starting third tonight and with a smile on his face. Probably pretty happy to be back at this racetrack. This is where he began his NASCAR Bush Series career, making his first ever start here last year. 49 drivers attempted to make the CarQuest 250 tonight. Six failed to make the cut. Lyndon Amick, Gary Bradbury, Ted Smokestad, Eric Jones, Gus Wasson, and Melvin Wallen had to go home early. National anthem being performed by Ricky Skaggs, who did a concert here this afternoon before uh, things got ready to go here, before we got ready to start uh, all the activities. As far as the weather update, again, it stopped. A little bit of rain we had early on has ended now, and we're looking to be in pretty good shape. Uh, the trucks were out on the surface for a while, running around. They've completely dried it off, and I believe we're going to get a start on time this evening. Back downstairs, one of the drivers who is definitely a favorite here is Kenny Schrader from the St. Louis area. He promotes a racetrack about 30 miles from this area, and although he's never raced at this particular racetrack, you better believe he's well-known out here. Jim Phillips is with Kenny. That's right. Fenton, Missouri is just down the road. What do you compare this track to, and can you win tonight? Oh, I tell you what, little Oakwood Home Show, he's running good, and uh, yeah, we can, but boy, there's about 15 other cats that can too, but uh, I don't know what to compare it to. This thing's uh, pretty unique. Uh, maybe a flat Darlington. That might be close. A flat Darlington, and he says, yes, I can win. Starting fifth, Kenny Schrader. Over with last year's winner is Winston Kelly. Well, Dale Earnhardt Jr. just getting strapped in. The winning net has gone up on the AC Delco Chevrolet. Defending winner of the race, Dale, how does this car compare to last year's? Well, last year we had a drop snout car, uh, which this year we have a standard. Uh, to you folks at home, that's a different difference in uh, frame heights on the, on the snout at the front of the car. So uh, the drop snout usually turns better at flat tracks, and we probably wish we had one here, but we've been working with the standard this weekend trying to get it competitive and I think we got what we need to win this race again for AC Delco and everybody on board. Points championship chase has been like a yo-yo all year long, back in second place. Does that affect how you approach any of the races at this point in the season? Now, I don't know if I got enough experience in points battles to, to, to know exactly uh, what, the, uh, you know, what, the, what the outcome is going to be or what, what, how I need to you know, face each race one-on-one. -on -one. But uh, we'll just try to run to the front and win. That's the uh, only way I know how to do it, and hopefully that's going to win the championship again. 
Last year's winner starts 18th with last weekend's winner is Danielle Humphreys. That's right. Andy Santer won his first Bush Series win last weekend at Pikes Peak, but tonight he had to take a provisional to get into the race. Andy, you're starting 42nd. You've got your work cut out. How do you plan to get on up to the front? Well, I'll tell you, you know, last week at Pikes Peak, we started 20th. Our qualifying program's down a little bit, and we struggled here at Gateway, but uh, I'll tell you, we just got to be patient, you know, starting in the rear and try to get to the front. And uh, hopefully the weather will hold off so we can get all 200 laps to get to the front. And uh, hopefully we can put this Monroe muffler brake and service Chevy up front again like we did last week. That's Andy Santer starting 42nd, and he's going to bide his patience tonight. Joe, back up to you. The Gateway International Raceway just outside of St. Louis where the rain has subsided. The track is beginning to dry, and we're getting set for the start of the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 coming up in just a few minutes. NASCAR Today is produced by MRN Radio. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Bush Series. Tonight, the CarQuest 250. Engines have fired here at Gateway International Raceway as the NASCAR Bush Series gets ready to run their 21st race of the year, the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Starting shotgun on the field will be Tony Roper in the IWX Motor Freight Pontiac. The Monroe Muffler Chevrolet of Andy Santer starts 42nd. 41st starter, Butch Miller. He's in the Channel Lock Chevrolet. And the Cheez-It Pontiac of Buckshot Jones will start 40th. 39th starter, Justin Labonte in the Slim Jim Chevrolet. The Schneider Chevrolet of Dick Trickle starts 38th. 37th on the field, Tim Fidoa. He's in the Stanley Tools Pontiac. 36th will be Bobby Hillen Jr. 35th starter, Brad Loney. He's in the Coin Textile Service Chevrolet and the Link Belt Chevrolet of Wayne Grubb starts 34th. 33rd, Bobby Hamilton Jr. He's in the Exxon Superflow Chevy. And the Rayovac Ford of Jason Jarrett starts 32nd. 31st starter is Elton Sawyer. He drives the Lysol Ford. Going from 30th is Mark Green, the Dr. Pepper Chevrolet. Kevin LePage has the Redman J&J Racing Chevy in the 29th starting spot. 28th, Curtis Markham, the Gray Bar Chevrolet. 27th is Randy LaJoy. He's in the Bob Evans Restaurant Chevy. 26th starter, Glenn Allen Jr in the Barbasol Ford. 25th is Tony Raines in the base Chevrolet. 24th starter, Todd Bodine, the Phillips 66 Chevy. 23rd is Kenny Wallace in the Duralube Chevrolet. 22nd, Phil Parsons, the Altel Chevrolet. And 21st is Matt Kenseth in the DeWalt Chevy. Ted Christopher starts 20th. He drives a Whalen Chevrolet. The Alka-Seltzer Bayer Chevrolet of Hermie Sadler is 19th. 18th starter, Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's in the AC Delco Chevy. The Snack Chevrolet of Jeff Purvis is 17th. 16th starter, Jeffrey Bodine. He drives the Power Team Chevrolet and the Timber Wolf Chevy of Kevin Grubb will start 15th. 14th on the field, Joe Nemechek the third. He's in the Bell South Mobility Chevrolet and the Gould Pump Chevy of Mike McLaughlin will start 13th. 12th starter, Jeff Fuller. He drives the Penn's Best Chevrolet and the CT Farm and Country Chevy of Shane Hall will start 11th. Here's a look at the starting uh, 
10, the front 10 that is in the starting field tonight. Hank Parker Jr. has the BASS Chevrolet starting 10th. Ninth is Mike Dillon, the Kingsford Matchlight Chevrolet. Eighth starter, Ed Barrier, the Lear UAW Ford. Seventh is Dave Blaney in the Amico Pontiac. Sixth starter, Joe Bessie, the Power Team Chevrolet. Fifth is Ken Schrader. He's in the Oakwood Homes Chevy. Fourth is Jason Keller, the Fleming Team IGA Chevrolet. Fourth is, uh, third that is, is Adam Petty in the Spree Chevrolet. And on the front row, Jeff Green, the Kleenex Chevrolet. And on the butt pole, Casey Atwood, the Castrol GTX Chevrolet. Well, this is a racetrack that drivers have had several different ways to describe. They've compared it to Darlington. They've compared it to New Hampshire. And I guess the main thing they agree on the fact it's long, fast straightaways and turns that are different on both ends. To cover the action down in turns one and two, which some of the guys say is the best place to pass, Kurt Becker of Altamont, Illinois. But, Joe, it's also true that the length of turns one and two, about 500 feet shorter than the lengths of turns three and four. And what the drivers have told us is that when they come into turn number one, before they know it, they find out that's a sharper turn than what they first thought. The car wants to ride up that 11-degree banking, and that indeed is where the passing come in, comes in because at the exit of turn number two, the car flares out wide. Drivers can stack up to the inside and freight train past you, and you'll go backwards in a hurry. We'll have all the action covered from our spot just outside of turn two here tonight. But if you can get a good run off that second corner, that back straightaway, some of the drivers say that's where you can set up the pass here as you're heading into turn number three. And to cover the action there, Jason Toy from Huntington, West Virginia. All right, thanks a lot, Fred. And the qu question is right there is how far and how deep they want to drive into turn three. Unlike turns one and two, three and four is really you don't have to use a lot of brake. You kind of sweep it down to the inside. Be aware, though, because of a small bump in the entrance of turn three, it may upset the car a little bit, but then it sweeps out. You kind of burp the car a little bit through the turns, back in the accelerator. Opportunities maybe of working your way off turn four to make a good pass. We'll have all the action for you here off turns three and four this afternoon. Although the racetrack is very wide, the drivers say you've got to be patient. You've got to wait till the opportunity to make the pass. And most tell me you pass on the outside off turn two to the inside down in turn four. Yeah, you know, most of the drivers say that this is a compromise racetrack, too, and so we'll watch as the race unfolds here tonight how some of the drivers are going to be an advantage at one part of the racetrack and then maybe a disadvantage at the other. So uh, that's going to be one of the keys to the strategy for all the teams is to figure out just where they're running throughout the course of the event, where they can make the moves, and where they have to go on the defensive. Fans are packed in here. The grandstand's completely filled up this evening, and again, what little bit of a weather problem we had, completely gone now. It's cooled off significantly and it's going to be great race weather. Here comes the field. Off turn number four coming down for the start. Up front, teenager Casey Atwood along with veteran Jeff Green side by side coming down to the line and the green flag waves. Here they come for the start of the car quest 250. Side by side down the front chute. Casey Atwood gets just a bit of an advantage. Jeff Green gives him a challenge on the outside off to one. And Jeff Green keeps the momentum going into the corner. He moves up to the outside of Casey Atwood. Now Atwood tries to battle back as the field races off the corner but Green has the advantage. Single pile through the front four as they make their way down the long back straightaway back into turn three. Jeff Green lets off the gas, allows Casey Atwood to get right up on the back bumper. Single file as they hug the bottom all the way back to the 10th position. 
little bit of a pile up further back in the pack, but everybody gets through cleaning. That was from about 17th on back. As uh, Jason Toy said, front 10 cars start to fan out a little bit, single file. Here's Kenny Schrader dropping out of line a little bit, and Dave Blaney makes a challenge for a spot. That's for about the 12th position. Racing back into the corner. Now here's Ken Schrader, goes to the outside, tries to move up the spot around Joe Bessie, side by side, battling for six. They go around the outside of Joe Bessie, coming down the back straightaway. Now as the front four have broken away, about a five-car length separation between Adam Petty and Kenny Schrader as they lead him back into turn three. Dave Blaney, Mike Dillon rattled his back for the lead is on as they come off the fourth corner and across the start-finish line. They'll put two laps up on the scoreboard, and Jeff Green is feeling huge pressure from behind. Casey Atwood is there. The teenager swings it down to the bottom and one. Here's Atwood going to the inside. His car rides up the banking. So does Jeff Green just in front of him, and now Green shuts off the lane as the battle goes single file. Jeff Green with a rear-view mirror full of Casey Atwood. They freight train down the back straightaway back into turn three. Green drops it all the way down, drops the left side wheels on the rumble strips, pulls it back up, but Casey Atwood looks to the inside, coming off turn four. He squeezes down low off turn number four, tries to get the opening underneath Jeff Green, but is not able to do it. He'll follow him back across the line as Green continues to show the way. Here's Atwood again, dropping to the inside, trying for him in turn one. Jeff Green tries to shut off the lane, but now his car goes the other way. Green flares out very wide at the exit to turn two. Casey Atwood dives down inside for the lead. Goes for the inside, but Jeff Green with that Chevrolet power on the high side gets back up with a nose in front, back into turn three. But Casey Atwood with the preferred line through the middle of turns three and four. Casey Atwood now with the lead coming off turn four. Jeff Green tries to dig in at the bottom, cut it down low and get to the inside. No way. Atwood will lead across the line. Green backs off by a car length. Jason Keller is back in the third position as they race off to one. And it's side by side. Further back for fifth. Dave Blaney's Pontiac to the inside of Ken Schrader and Mike Dillon trying to decide which way to go behind them. That battle moves on to the backstretch. Blaney now with an opening between Schrader and Dillon as they go down the back straightaway. He takes advantage of it, slides up a little bit, now drops it back down to the inside of Kenny Schrader as they work back into turn three. Dave Blaney on the inside with his Pontiac and straight on the high side with the Chevrolet coming off turn four. Racing for the fifth position now as the front four cars go single file across the line. We've completed five laps. It's Casey Atwood, Jeff Green, Jason Keller, Adam Petty, and Ken Schrader and Dave Blaney still going at it. In fact, add Mike Dillon to the mix. He stacks them up three wide, contesting the fifth position, racing back into turn number two. And now trouble in turn two for Jeff Fuller. His car gets turned around, slams the outside wall. Tony Rain spins down to the inside of the racetrack, also damaged to the car driven by Brad Loney as everyone continues on away. Looks like Phil Parsons got some of that. He drives down the back straightaway. Smoke pouring from the rear of his car. At least three machines involved there in turn two. Back to Kurt Becker. It started, Joe, with the car of Jeff Fuller. All of a sudden, racing in the middle of a big pack of traffic. Fuller got kicked around out of shape, rode the banking, slammed the outside wall. Then down low, it was Tony Raines's car, which also got out of shape. He skidded across the apron down to the inside of the racetrack. Phil Parsons got a piece of it. Brad Loney had some damage to the right rear quarter panel as well. Here's Phil Parsons now making a pit stop as he comes down the pit lane. The smoke is billowing out of the back of his car. He is still rolling. Seems to be under power, but obviously has mashed in some sheet metal. Jeff Fuller's car comes by us. Parsons is taking his car right back to the garage. Let's see if we can get an update there. 
Well, Parsons has pulled behind the wall, Joe, but he decided not to go all the way into the garage area. His crew pitted just beyond the opening to the start finish line here, and there's a lot of damage to the front of the car, none to the rear of the car, smoke billowing out from underneath the hood of the automobile, and the damage again concentrated on the hood and the front end of the automobile. Now they are going to push it behind pit wall and into the garage area. So an early caution here at lap number six at Gateway International Raceway as Casey Atwood leads Jeff Green, and again, six laps are complete. And early race caution here at Gateway International Raceway. One car is out of the event. Phil Parsons has gone into the garage. We'll get an update from him in a few moments. And the championship point leader, Matt Kenseth, got some damage. He made a quick stop, just now pulling away from his stall along the pit lane. We'll get an update from there in a few moments. But we're about to go back under the green flag. Casey Atwood, Jeff Green, Jason Keller, Adam Petty, Mike Dillon is fifth, Dave Blaney sixth, Ken Schrader, Joe Bessie, Shane Hall, and Ed Barrier. There's your top ten as they line up single file and get set to get back to racing. Down in the garage area, Phil Parsons still sits there. We'll get the update in just a moment. But coming off turn four, we're getting ready to get back to green after our first caution period here at Gateway International Raceway. Here comes the field now off turn number four as the green flag is out. A double file restart. Mark Green trying to pick up a lap there on the inside. Failed to do so as Casey Atwood hauls it off into turn one. Atwood and Jeff Green both move by to the outside, racing back into the corner. Atwood keeps it pinned down low. Green goes up to the high side as they move on to the backstretch. He sets the pace coming down the back straightaway. That is Casey Atwood coming back down into turn three with Jeff Green in his rearview mirror, along with Jason Keller giving chase. Adam Petty works their way around Mark Green. Now Mike Dillon tries to get his way around the lap car coming up turn four. Everybody swinging to the top of the banking, getting by Mark Green, who occupies the inside lane in turn number four. Meanwhile, the leaders scrambled across the start-finish line, beginning to put just a bit of daylight on Jason Keller as they head to one. Racing back into the turn, here goes Jeff Green, looks to the outside of Casey Atwood, does not have the momentum to make the pass for the lead. Jason Keller now with about a five-car separation between him and Jeff Green, but Jeff Green now on the back door of Casey Atwood as they come back into turn three. Green goes all the way down to the rumble strips. He's knocking on the door of Atwood, coming on turn four. Great battle going on for the 10th position as well. Ed Barrier there trying to hold off Mike McLaughlin, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., who started back in 18th, is now up to the 12th position, trying to make further moves as they cross the line and work lap traffic into turn one. And now all that traffic starts to straighten out, racing into the turn. Also the battle for the lead heats up again, back up front. Jeff Green looks to the outside off turn two, can't make the pass. Jeff Green's waiting for something to happen right there with Casey Atwood, right in his tire tracks, all the way down the back straightaway, back into turn three. Atwood forced to go down to the inside to block off Jeff Green as those front now continue to pull play from Jason Keller in third. Casey Atwood races off the turn. Jeff Green in pursuit. The two continue to pull away from Keller, make it about five car lengths there. The lead battle settles down a bit. Let's check in the garage with Winston Kelly. Well, they pulled the hood off of Phil Parsons' Chevrolet. They've been working in the radiator areas. He's pushed the front end back on the car. They're still working on it. Phil, any idea what caused the accident? Could you tell? I, I really couldn't tell. Somebody said the 89 car spun out, and, and that started. Uh, and that's just caused everyone to seize up there. And we just, a chain reaction deal, just couldn't get woe. Ran in the back of the uh, 80, uh, the 
the 74 car and the busted radiator, but these all tell guys to get us back out there. We, uh, we've been having some good finishes lately. Today's not going to be the day, but we'll get back out there and chase some points. Case of being in the wrong place at the wrong time for Phil Parsons, but he will return to the racetrack. First man out of the race tonight. Maybe will be a contender for the Goodies Headache Award tonight. The members of the media in attendance for tonight's race will vote the Goodies Headache Award to the driver who suffers the hardest luck during the running or preparation for this race. He'll receive $250 and a sample of Goodies Headache Powder and tablets to help cure his headache. Goodies Headache Powder. It gets the job done. Use as directed. With 13 laps complete, let's run you back through the field a bit. Casey Atwood continues to show the way. Jeff Green is second. Jason Keller third with Adam Petty fourth. Mike Dillon putting a lot of pressure on there. He's in fifth. Ken Schrader rides sixth with Dave Blaney seventh. Eighth is Mike McLaughlin. Ninth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Tenth is Shane Hall as the leaders haul it off to turn two. And here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Fred moving up to the inside of Mike McLaughlin. That is the side-by-side -side battle for the eighth position on the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes all the way down to the inside and hangs Mike McLaughlin up on the high side as they come back into turn three. Little Earnhardt Jr. has a position, takes over the spot as he drives deeper back into turn three, works his way ahead of Mike McLaughlin coming off turn four. Most of the side-by-side -side racing going on further back in the pack. One of those cars, Matt Kenseth, who was involved in the crash, trying to work his way back to the field and pick up some lost ground. Jim Phillips is in his pit area. Jim, what are they saying about the car? That's the left rear quarter panel, Joe, that was damaged. Uh, one of the cars just got into it. it. It was not on the tire, but they pulled it down, put some tape on it. It's going to be interesting to see how the car handles the, the rear spoiler is still intact and up like it should be, so it should be all right. Jeff Fuller, he was not as fortunate. The right side of his car is damaged. The rear end housing has been moved over, and they've got a lot of work to do on this Chevrolet. He still sits on the pit lane. Kenseth is not making up a whole lot of ground. He's in the 39th position, was just passed by two more cars at the tail end of the field, so there may be more adjustments needed to get that car back in shape. Up front, still pretty hot for the race lead. Casey Atwood hanging on to it, but Jeff Green just will not let him get out of his sight. They have, however, moved away from Jason Keller, now moving into turn three. Coming back down into turn three is Casey Atwood content to stay out front. Jeff Green just sitting there waiting for something to happen. Perhaps waiting for Atwood to slip up in the turn. It doesn't happen this time as Atwood leads him off turn four. Jason Keller with a little bit of breathing room, but right behind him, it begins to heat up just a bit. Adam Petty is there. Mike Dillon making the challenge. Ken Schrader also in that mix. Right behind them, Dave Blaney. It's all for fourth as they head to one. Adam Petty in that fourth position. Everyone else stringing out single file in behind him. Also, the battle for the tenth position has been a good one. That's where Joe Bessie has been trying to make a run on Shane Hall as they exit turn two. Joe Bessie will now look to the inside, coming down the back straightaway, but Shane Hall will go down and cut him off right there, keeping everybody single file. Now a change for position further up towards the front. It's Ken Schrader working his way around Mike Dillon. Now he sets his sights on Adam Petty all four. And here's a race for the lead once again. Casey Atwood trying to hang on to it. Jeff Green dives down to the inside, dead even across the start-finish line. Racing back into the turn is Jeff Green, who goes to the inside of Atwood. Now his car fans out wide. Atwood has an opening, won't be able to take advantage of it. Jeff Green, the new race leader. He'll fall back into the tire tracks of Jeff Green. Casey Atwood now riding the back end of the Kleenex Chevrolet, back into turn three as Jeff Green lets off the accelerator, jumps back in the accelerator now in between turns three and four with Casey Atwood giving chase off the turn. Coming off the corner, Jeff Green continues to show the way with Casey Atwood, Jason Keller, Adam Petty, and Ken Schrader giving chase. 18 laps complete in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250.
I guess the story so far this evening in the first 23 laps here in the CarQuest 250, the fact that uh, we've been back and forth with lead changes, three different changes among two drivers so far. That is Jeff Green and Casey Atwood. Green has the top spots right uh, for the moment anyway. The other story would be Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming through the field after starting back in the 19th spot. He's moved up, just slicing his way through the field to the seventh position. And the problems for Matt Kenseth early on, Fred. Yeah, Matt Kenseth getting involved down in that wreck down in turn number two. Just a little bit of sheet metal damage to Kenseth's machine. So far, it doesn't look like it's affected him out on the racetrack. However, anytime you have sheet metal rubbing down on the tire, it's something certainly to be concerned about. But right now up front, the two guys that have been showing the way, Jeff Green and Casey Atwood, continue to do just that. The man on the move right now is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's in a huge pack of traffic. Not able to get by Dave Blaney off turn two, but Jason Toy, as he comes your way, he'll dig down and try it again. He's trying to work his way around the Pontiac of Blaney, but Blaney goes all the way down to the inside, shuts the door right there, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. is knocking on the back end, coming off turn four. Ball back in line, single file, while up front, and heats up yet again. Casey Atwood nearly pushing Jeff Green down the front straightaway. Well, Phil Parsons pulled his car back onto the racetrack. They made some repairs, got him back out. Another one of the cars involved in that incident, Jeff Fuller, has now gone back to the garage stall. They're pushing his car back in, while we continue to keep a close watch on the uh, Matt Kenseth operation here to see what uh, kind of damage uh, is going to result from his incident there. He's now moved up to the 33rd spot. Let's go into the garage now. That's right. Uh, Jeff Fuller's guys did pull, push his car in here. Jeff, uh, what seems to be the problem? Uh, I couldn't hear the question, but uh, we're out there, just uh, got hit from behind. I don't know who it was or what happened there, but a little early in the race to be doing that. Good round out of battle on the racetrack, that is, if I can get it out. For the fifth position, a three-way battle off turn two and now on the back straightaway. It's Kenny Schrader there along with Dave Blaney and Dale Earnhardt Jr. These three cars are battling for that fifth position, but back up toward the front. Now it's Dave Blaney taking Dale Earnhardt Jr. with them as they work their way around the home Chevrolet of Kenny Schrader coming off turn four. Schrader relegated two positions back. Earnhardt Jr. now digging into the bottom. Dave Blaney holds his own, though, coming across the line. Blaney maintains that position. Earnhardt will try again on the inside in turn one. Blaney trying to hang on to the fifth spot, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. is rooted down to the inside. They ride door to door, racing off turn two, battling for the fifth position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. looks to the inside, now slips back up in between him, in between Blaney and Ken Schrader, coming back down the back straightaway. He'll try to look in it again. Coming back into turn three, but Blaney cuts him off again. It's Blaney, Earnhardt, and Schrader working their way off turn four. Racing for the fifth position, Hal. A great battle going on there. While we continue to glance back up at the front of the field, a great battle continues there with Jeff Green trying to hold off Casey Atwood in turn one. Couple of Chevrolets battling for the lead. The inside lane opens for Atwood. Thought about a move off turn number two, but now gets back in the line. Stays in the tire tracks of Jeff Green coming down the long back straightaway back into turn three again. Now about a car length separation between Green and Atwood, but Atwood makes it up quickly, driving deeper into the turn, getting right up on the back bumper of Jeff Green coming off turn four. It appears that Casey Atwood is able to drive a lot deeper into the entrance of turn three than Jeff Green, and we talked at the beginning of the show about the compromises here at this racetrack. Casey, that may be where he's trying to stalk and make his move. Jeff Green seems to be just doing a little bit better coming off of turn two, 
This time, however, Atwood digs into the inside as he exits the second corner. As he heads down the back straightaway, he makes a run at the lead, heading to Jason Toy. Tries to look to the inside, but there's nothing there this time as he slips back up into the tire tax with Jeff Green back into turn three now. But Jason Keller starts to reel him in. Now about a 12 car length separation between the second and third spots, but Atwood making a run again all four. Also a change of position back for the eighth spot. Mike Dillon had it. Mike McLaughlin chased him down. He completes the pass between turns three and four. Up front, Jeff Green hangs on, but just by a thread, Casey Atwood has thrown everything in the world at him. And again, this is a rivalry that dates back, Fred, several weeks to the race at Milwaukee when uh, these two got into it once before. Yeah, there was a little contact there on the final lap. Casey Atwood won his first race at Milwaukee. However, there were some hard feelings after that one was over, and that rivalry continues here today. Again, Casey Atwood dives deep into the corner. It appears that Jeff Green is getting off the turns better. Atwood seems to be able to dive in just a bit deeper. Here they come back down the uh, front straightaway, crossing the start-finish line. About a car length separating the front machine of Jeff Green and the second-place car of Casey Atwood. Let's follow up once again on the situation with Matt. 34 laps in the books of the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 at the Gateway International Raceway just outside St. Louis, where Casey Atwood and Jeff Green have been swapping the lead back and forth. Casey passed Jeff just a moment ago to take the lead. Jeff Green took it back again, and as the duo continue to head around this racetrack at a very, very fast pace, they swap the lead back and forth. All eyes right now on Casey Atwood as he pulls away by about three car lengths heading off to turn one. Casey Atwood out in front of Jeff Green, and in fact, Fred, a whole line of traffic starting to stack up. Positions one through six, all nose to tail as they move on to the backstretch. The battle of that front spot has allowed the rest of the third through to six positions to catch back up. Now Casey Atwood with a nice comfortable lead on Jeff Green. About four car lengths, they head back into turn three, but knocking on the back door of Jeff Green, his teammate Jason Keller off turn four. While Jeff Green was showing the way, Casey Atwood stayed with him. The two of them had about a second lead on the rest of the cars in the top five or six, but yet now the rest of those machines are tightening up very much and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going after Dave Blaney for the fifth position. Earnhardt Jr. takes a look to the inside of Blaney at the entry to turn number one. Cannot make the pass, so he climbs back up in the line and goes single file. Working their way down the back stretch, Adam Petty is right there ahead of Dave Blaney. He's in the fourth position. He tries to hold off the Pontiac. Now Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes all the way down to the rumble strips trying to work his way under Dave Blaney coming off turn four. Talking about the battle for fourth as it works off the fourth corner. Dave Blaney, Dale Earnhardt Jr. both chasing Adam Petty. Here they come across the line. Jason Keller also going to be in that mix as well. Keller sits in the third spot as they head off to one. But this time they'll stay single file, racing back into the turn. No one steps out of line as they move off the corner. Jason Keller hangs on to the third spot for now. Jason Keller tried to hold off Adam Petty, but back up towards the front. Casey Atwood now has jumped out to about an eight-car separation between him and Jeff Green. The leaders are about to encounter lap traffic of Tim Fidoa as they make the exit off turn four. They close in on Tim Fidoa, and we need to talk about what's going on there. Fidoa has had a tough weekend here at Gateway. He crashed a car in qualifying on Friday afternoon, went to a backup car, and Danielle Humphrey, they're having even more problems here this evening. I'm down here with the uh, crew chief, John Fabian, who watches uh, the Stanley Tool Pontiac barely stay on the lead lap. John, what seems to be the problem? It sounds like we lost the cylinder. We had a little problem in practice. We thought we fixed it, but I guess we didn't. I see that you brought down another carburetor. Could that be the problem? 
Well, initially it was in practice, but I don't think it is now. It sounds like a plug wire off or something like that. That's John Fabian hoping, hoping that they find the, uh, the problem and get Tim Fino back on the uh, track. Tim currently 14th of the Bush Series standings. His best finish, a third at Nazareth earlier this year, and uh, looks like things really going badly for him. He has indeed lost a lap to race leader Casey Atwood in the second-place car now on the back straightaway, so they have some work to be done. The good race going on from Adam Petty on back. That is uh, the battle for fourth and fifth. It's in turn three. Adam Petty works his way around Tim Finua with Dave Blaney right on his back bumper, along with Dale Earnhardt Jr. This group works their way off turn four. Earnhardt Jr. looked like he was ready to pounce coming into the third corner, but everybody was forced up single file to the top of the banking to get around Tim Fidua. Now they go back at it as they head off to turn one. This is the battle for the fifth position. Dave Blaney's Pontiac has the spot. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Chevrolet trying to take it from him. They move off of turn two, single file on the backstretch. Everybody with about a car length separation between them, but further back up towards the front, Casey Atwood starting to see his cushion disappear a little bit, and now as Jeff Green starts to reel him in, it's Jason Keller, Adam Petty, Dave Blaney, and Dale Earnhardt Front five to seven, eight, nine cars really kind of stretched out right now in this stage of the race. Some of the good battling that we have to look back in the field to find. Let's uh, pick up this race for 12th, 13th, and 14th. Joe Bessie has the 12th position. Great run going on this evening for Ted Christopher. He now runs in the 13th spot. And right behind him now in the 14th position is Kenny Wallace and Kevin LePage. That battle is now up in turn one. And it tightens up again, racing into the turn. Here's Joe Bessie moving off the corner. He's got the 12th position, and Ted Christopher closes in behind. Ted Christopher having a good run here this evening, trying to work his way up through the field, following the tire tracks of Joe Bessie, but now he has to contend with Kenny Wallace, who makes a bonsai move down to the inside in turn three. Kenny Wallace takes over the spot, coming off turn four. Wallace just blew by on the inside as Ted Christopher feathered out of the gas. Wallace was still in it in a big way and scooted by. However, Christopher is still there. Might try to mount a challenge to get the position back as he heads off to one. Again, this is for 13th position. Kenny Wallace has the spot now. And now Ted Christopher on the charge down to the inside as they go nose to tail on the back stretch. Ted Christopher gets a good run coming off the turn down the back straightaway. Content right now and staying a single file line. Ahead of him, Joe Bessie, Kenny Wallace, Ted Christopher, back to turns three and four, side-by-side -side battle with Hermie Saddle and Curtis Markham right behind them coming off the turn. Here comes that battle working off turn number four. Those machines still side-by-side -side, coming back to the front straightaway. Let's take you back to the field here. We've completed 46 laps. There have been so far four lead changes, but only among two drivers, Casey Atwood and Jeff Green, with Atwood in the catbird seat now. Green is second. Jason Keller is third. Adam Petty fourth and Dave Blaney is fifth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. still rides in the sixth spot with Ken Schrader in seventh. Mike McLaughlin is eighth. Ninth is Joe Nemechek. And tenth is Mike Dillon. Eleventh is Shane Hall. Twelfth is Joe Bessie. Thirteenth, Kenny Wallace. Fourteenth, Ted Christopher. And fifteenth now is Kevin LePage. Take you a little bit back further in the field. Jeffrey Bodine rides sixteenth. Seventeenth is Hermie Sadler. Curtis Markham in eighteenth with Randy LaJoy riding nineteenth. Kevin Grubb is twentieth. Wayne Grubb is twenty-first. Twenty-second is is Matt Kenseth as he rotates up the running order. Buckshot Jones is 23rd. Hank Parker Jr. is 24th. Jeff Purvis rides in the 25th position. 26th is Elton Sawyer. 27th, Glenn Allen Jr. 28th is Bobby Hillen Jr. Dick Trickle is 29th. And 30th is Ed Barrier. And Joe Bessie, we just talked about how uh, great a run he was having. 
seems to have ended as he works his way down the pit lane. A puff of smoke from the rear of his car. Let's go down and see if we can get an update. Well, they're changing right side tires, and the right front is down, Joe. Right front tire is flat, but they're going to go ahead and change the right side tires on his Chevrolet. Joe Bessie is down, and Joe Bessie is away, taking only right side tires. Here at lap 52, Casey Atwood continues to lead the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 since he passed Jeff Green the last time, which was on lap 34. He stretched out his lead at times to nearly a second over Jeff Green, although now it stabilizes at seven-tenths of a second. So Jeff not letting him get too far away, but Casey is driving off. Dave Blaney, Jason Keller, Adam Petty remain in positions three through five. Today's broadcast of the CarQuest 250 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Gateway International Raceway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. From fourth on back, that's the hot spot, and Dale Earnhardt Jr is the man applying the heat. He's in the sixth position now, trying to get by Adam Petty. Adam Petty following the tire tracks now of the car of Jason Keller. That group now works across the start-finish line, and movement begins as they head to turn one. Here's Adam Petty now going to the inside of Jason Keller. As he does, Dale Earnhardt Jr. tries to go to the inside of Adam Petty. That battle going on from fifth on back on the backstretch. They fall back up into a single-file line. Now looking down to the inside is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Trying to work his way around Adam Petty. Goes down to the inside, out drives him back into turn three, takes over that position as they make their way off turn four. Battle is for fourth and fifth. Adam Petty was fifth. Now he's relegated back to sixth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. shuffles up to the fifth position. And again, Jason Keller feels the heat. The battle's for fourth, heading off to the first corner. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr., the man on the move again. But this time he's going to have to check up coming into the corner because Keller had to do the same in front of him to accommodate the slower car of Jason Jarrett just ahead. Jason Jarrett goes down to the inside. Jason Keller and Dale Earnhardt Jr. go to the high side. Like a freight train, they go around Jarrett back into turn three. Jason Keller with Dale Earnhardt Jr. right on his back bumper. Then Adam Penny working away off turn four. You're just joining our broadcast early in the race on lap number six. There was a crash involving the championship point leader, Matt Kenseth. He had to restart back in 39th. He's now moved up to the 18th position. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. started 18th tonight. He's now made his way into the top five, now running in the fifth position. Up front, Casey Atwood chose the way. Jeff Green is second. Dave Blaney, Jason Keller, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Adam Petty, who held on for the longest kind of time in the fourth position, now falls back to the sixth spot. Ken Schrader rides in seventh. Joe Nemechek is eighth. Mike McLaughlin, ninth. Tenth is Shane Hall. He's having a very good run this evening. Shane won the Bud Poe for this race here uh, two years ago, I believe it was, and uh, showing he gets around this racetrack pretty well. Yeah, you know, he said two years ago, uh, as a matter of fact, that he really liked this racetrack. A lot of drivers seem to have a little bit of trouble here because the corners are different, but Shane said he kind of adapted to it right away and won the pole a couple of years ago, and he's having a pretty darn good run here today. He rides back in the 10th position. Just a moment ago, Jason Keller lost his position to Dale Earnhardt Jr. as they race down that back straightaway and head off to turn number three. Earnhardt Jr. pulls away. That move happened right in front of Jason Toy. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt drove deeper into the turn like he's having a lot of success so far here this evening. Drove deeper down to the bottom side and got back in the accelerator quickly and took over the position. 
Let's pick up the battle for the 15th position now. That's a pretty tight one. We've seen some side-by-side -side racing ongoing there. Curtis Markham has uh, his car there in the 15th spot. Randy LaJoy in that battle in 16th. You've got Kevin Grubb in the mix. We talked about Matt Kenseth. He is there as well. Matter of fact, Kenseth now making a move on LaJoy as they head to turn one. Here's Kenseth going down to the inside of Randy LaJoy. Completes the pass. Now LaJoy tries to stick the nose of his Chevrolet back up alongside of Kenseth. Nothing doing there, so Kenseth moves by LaJoy for the 14th spot. They hug the outside wall as Randy LaJoy is content right now to ride in the tire tracks of Matt Kenseth. But directly in front of them, a battle for position. It's Curtis Markham on the inside. It's green on the high side as they work their way off turn four. Yeah, Kevin Grubb slits up to the top of the banking. Markham goes on the inside. Kevin LePage also in that mix. Matt Kenseth has to kind of feather out for a moment as they come across the line. He'll try to go to the inside. Now he swings up high as they head to one. Facing back into the turn now. Kenseth goes to the high side, but now he cranks on the wheel, shuts off the inside lane because Randy LaJoy is there trying to make the pass on the backstretch. Like a freight train, they come down the backstretch, working their way down to the inside of Kevin LePage. Back into turn three. It is Grubb down on the inside, takes over the spot from LePage, but coming with them is Matt Kenseth with Randy LaJoy right on his back bumper off turn four. All this going on from 14th on back. Kevin Grubb just taking the 14th spot from Kevin LePage, and behind them, Still some furious battling going on. Matt Kenseth there, Randy LaJoy, and Curtis Markham now headed to one. They are all stack up single file, racing back into the turn. Kevin Grubb up at the head of that line. Now here's Matt Kenseth going to the inside of Kevin LePage in a battle for the 15th spot. Matt Kenseth has really started to pick it up now as he works his way down to the inside of Kevin LePage. Randy LaJoy is right there with him down to the inside as Randy LaJoy goes all the way down to the inside as LePage bobbles a little bit that through the turn. They work their way off turn four. All this scrambling back for the 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th position between LePage, Kenseth, LaJoy, and Markham. Young Casey Atwood continues to show the way with Jeff Green, Dave Blaney, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. giving chase. Joe Nemechek, Jason Keller, and Adam Petty round out the top seven. We have trouble off turn number four. One car has hit the inside retaining wall. Looks like it is Wayne Grubb. When he came up off uh, turn number four, the car just cocked sideways on him slammed down into the inside retaining wall. The caution flag is going to come out for the second time this evening. Wayne Grubb ever the refire of the car. Looks like maybe he cut a tire and now that uh, tire just completely exploding, ripping off the sheet metal from the car as he tries to work his way back around the racetrack. But the caution flag is out for the second time. Under caution for the second time in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 for a crash in turn number four. That's going to initiate wholesale pit stops. Let's head up to the top of pit lane. Here's Jim Phillips. And Casey Atwood leads the field down. Jeff Green right behind him. Adam Petty also in. Jason Keller's in. Dave Blaney is in. Also in is Joe Nemechek getting service on the right side. Mike Dillon is in. Kevin Grubb is in, getting right side tires on his Chevrolet. Most says, let's see how many teams are on with four on this end. A lot of them. The Grubb team is also going for four. That out to Winston Kelly. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the first down and away, and then he's followed out by the car of Kenny Slater. Then Matt Kenseth goes out, followed by Kenny Wallace. Ted Christopher pulls away. All these cars getting four tires and gasoline. Todd Bodine in the next out. Most of the cars here on the midsection of pit road, just a little bit tight. A problem for Hank Parker Jr. His motor a bit sour and radio problems for Kenny Schrader. They're going to have to change that. Now down to Danielle Humphrey. 
Everybody also stopped down here for Ford tires and gas. Most of them did make chassis adjustments. Uh, the conditions are tight. Wayne Grubb is in the pits. A lot of damage to the right side. The guys are pulling the sheet metal away. The uh, right front tire is just smoking furiously. Tony Roper was in before the caution flag, but he was also penalized for a stop and go penalty. And Jeffrey Bodine appeared to be involved in that crash with Wayne Grubb, Fred. As he came by here, there was a lot of rear end damage on his car, and he too had cut down one of the tires. And what you don't want to see on a super speedway like this, a lot of damage to the right front sheet metal as that tire casing was coming off and just kind of flopping around as he drove around the racetrack. It does a lot of damage to the inside of the wheel well, to the right side uh, outer uh, shell of the race car, and that can certainly affect the car in terms of aerodynamics, maybe putting on an aero push throughout the uh, remainder of the race. So the second caution of the evening coming out here on lap number 64 involving Wayne Grubb and Jeffrey Bodine, who have both been able to continue damage to Jeffrey Bodine's car just a moment ago. He squealed off the pit lane. Let's check in with Jim Phillips. And he's got damage, Fred, on both sides of the car. The right front was hit hard. So he's got damage there. Then the left rear has also got damage to it. And, and, and unlike Matt Kenseth, it pushed Jeffrey Bodine's spoiler down on the left side of his car. So that's going to make uh, the downforce on his Chevrolet not near as much as he had when he started this race. They were having a pretty good effort so far this evening, Jeffrey Bodine, until he got involved there with Wayne Grubb there on lap number 64. So far, we've had five lead changes. All of those have been among two drivers, with the exception of the most recent lead change, Jeff Green and driver Casey Atwood, who started on the Bud Pole this evening. They changed the lead among themselves four times, and here on the pit stop uh, a procedure that just uh, was completed. Joe Nemechek finally took over the top spot on lap number 67. Cautions have been out two times this evening. The first on lap six. That was when Jeff Fuller, Tony Raines, Phil Parsons, Matt Kenseth, and Brad Loney got together over in turn number two. And here most recently as uh, Wayne Grubb and Jeffrey Bodine crashed coming off turn number four at lap number 64. Let's take a look at the rundown. Joni Macek, the third, shown in the lead after this round of pit stops with Casey Atwood riding in second. Jeff Green is third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fourth. And Dave Blaney, fifth. Ken Schrader posted in the sixth position with Jason Keller riding seventh. Shane Hall, eighth. Matt Kenseth, ninth. Good run going there with Mike Dillon in tenth. Kenny Wallace is eleventh. Twelfth is Adam Petty. Mike McLaughlin, thirteenth. Fourteenth is Kevin Grubb. And fifteenth is Buckshot Jones. We just got the signal one to go. So the field now working their way across the start-finish line up into turn number one. We'll start Forming up for the restart. Joe Nemechek's crew doing a great job down on pit road, getting him back out first, and he assumes the lead here. Casey Atwood, Jeff Green, Dale Earnhardt Jr. just behind him, Dave Blaney, those guys who have all been among the top five all evening are there with the exception of a new leader. Kenny Schrader having a good run tonight. He's in the sixth spot, but Winston Kelly, they have some problems on that car too. They've been having radio problems all night long, Joe. They haven't been able to hear him most of the time. After this pit stop, they didn't get a chance to change the radio because they didn't want to lose track position running up in the top ten, and it's kind of intermittent. It'll come in and go out. So Kenny Schrader still not quite able to hear his crew all the way around, nor the crew able to hear him on the Matt Kenseth car. He came in 14th. He's up tonight after a track bar adjustment and a little bit of air pressure. So Matt Kenseth battling back from the rear of the field up into the top 10 now. And Jim Phillips a moment ago, some more dramatic goings on down in the power team pit trying to get that machine back out. Yeah, they 
more work, Fred, but uh, it's going to be difficult to see how this car is going to track the right front. Of course, the, the toe ends out skew on the car, and like I said, the deck lid on the car, the rear of it's been pushed down some, so it's going to be a long night for Jeffrey Bodine. Double file restart now as they come to the line. Bobby Hamilton Jr. trying to get back on the lead lap. Failed to do so. Joe Nemechek leads the way to turn one. But Bobby Hamilton Jr. does get himself sandwiched in between race leader Joe Nemechek and second place Casey Atwood. Atwood goes to the outside trying to clear the lap car on the back stretch. Hamilton Jr. goes to the high side. Now Casey Atwood will bring the rest of the train with them down to the inside. Trying to set their sights on Joe Nemechek back into turn three. They work their way around the lap car down on the inside as Joe Nemechek takes the way off turn four. Jeff Green has to thread the needle down on the inside of the racetrack. Casey Atwood gets by the lap machine as well. Here they come across the start-finish line. Now Atwood sets his sights on Joe Nemechek as they haul it off to one. Nemechek's orange, white, and blue Chevrolet up at the front of the field. Casey Atwood Chevy takes a peek to the inside. Now here's the battle side by side, racing off turn two. Casey Atwood gets a good bite coming off the turn, goes down to the inside of Joe Nemechek. Atwood will have a little partner with him. Jeff Green will go down there with him, but now Joe Nemechek cuts him off. He falls back into the second spot. Casey Atwood, the man back out on the point. Sixth lead change of the evening. Casey Atwood goes back to their front, making the move by Joe Nemechek and brings it down to the line. Now it is Jeff Green on the move, looking to the inside of Nemechek. This is the race for second. It is door to door at the entry to turn number one. Jeff Green on the inside side of Joe Nemechek, and now Green moves on by to take over the second spot. Nemechek now in danger of losing third on the backstretch. Down the back straightaway they come. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. knocking on the door of Joe Nemechek. Down the back stretch into turn three. Casey Atwood about a two-car length separation between him and Jeff Green. Now Nemechek makes up some ground, knocking on the door of Green off turn four. Yeah, Joe Nemechek drove hard into turn number three, washed up the banking, looked like he was going to try to make the move to the top of the banking around Jeff Green. But now he backs off his rear bumper and again feels pressure from Dale Earnhardt Jr. in one. Nemechek has to pick up the defense, trying to hang on to the third position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now changes lanes going from left to right and charges up to the high side. He goes all the way to the outside retaining wall. Now we'll try to look his way back down on the turn three. Right on the back bumper of Joe Nemechek. Earnhardt Jr. goes all the way down to the rumble strip. It's not going to happen. He's knocking on the back bumper of Nemechek coming off turn four. Earnhardt Jr. really tried to squeeze to the inside going into turn number four, but saw he just could not get underneath the car in front of him. Joe Nemechek, so he'll fall back in line, try again as they come across the stripe and head to turn one. This is the continuing battle for third. Joe Nemechek has the spot. Dale Earnhardt Jr. still trying to take it away. So far, he's been unable to do that. Again, they're on the backstretch. Tries to slingshot down the back straightaway as he goes all the way to the outside wall. He's going to try to drive deeper back into the turn yet again. But Joe Nemechek goes all the way down to the inside and cuts off that run by Dale Earnhardt Jr. Coming off turn four. Jeff Green continues to chase Casey Atwood at the Gateway International Raceway here outside of St. Louis. 79 laps are in the books of the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Casey Atwood and Jeff Green, they've kind of been the show here so far, but now they have company. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is beginning to gain on the leaders as they race off the fourth corner and head back towards the start-finish line. Remember, Dale Jr. started back in the 18th position, has sliced his way through the field here at lap number 79. 
He's about to become a part of the lead trio, headed down to turn one. Front three cars all nose to tail with Dale Earnhardt Jr. in that third spot, continuing to close in, trying to make a run at Jeff Green for the second position. A three-car train down the back straightaway, led by Casey Atwood. Jeff Green with only about a car length separation between him and Atwood. Same thing for Dale Earnhardt Jr., who takes the low line all the way through turns three and four. He's battling for that top spot off turn four. Casey Atwood swings up the banking ever so slightly. Jeff Green digs in down low on the defensive from behind. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is there, but also trying to find the door on the inside to get by Atwood. They're head off to turn one. Atwood up at the front of the line has Jeff Green again taking a quick look to the inside. Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes lower still, racing off of turn two. They're still single file. Earnhardt Jr. gets a good run coming off turn two, makes up a little bit more ground on the back end of Jeff Green. About a half a car length separation between the front three. It's Casey Atwood pacing the way. Now Dale Earnhardt Jr. right on the back bumper of Jeff Green coming off turn four. Three cars look like one long car as they work their way off turn number four as Earnhardt tightens it up even more. Here's Green realizing he's going to have to do something. He goes after Casey Atwood for the lead. Side by side racing back into turn number one. Jeff Green keeps it wound up to the inside of Casey Atwood. Goes to the lead. Brings Dale Earnhardt Jr. with him as he goes to second. Shuffle away up towards the front. Jeff Green now with Dale Earnhardt Jr. pacing them for that second spot. Casey Atwood slips back about four car lanes, but then they'll have a contend with Jeff Fuller lap car directly in front of them. Back through turns three and four. Earnhardt Jr. looks down to the inside. The lap machine of Fuller occupies that low lane, so he has to back off just for the moment. Now they swing by Fuller down the front straightaway. Casey Atwood gets a little momentum there. He'll challenge Earnhardt for second and one. And waiting to see if Earnhardt Jr. is going to make a run for the lead. He goes to the inside, keeping his blue Chevrolet pinned down low. But Jeff Green, the race leader, too strong off the board keeps that car length separation between him and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Still about three car lengths back to Casey Atwood. A change, actually a move up into position now as Joe Nemechek starts to reel in the front three. But it's Jeff Green with a rear view mirror full of Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming off turn four. Earnhardt is there and putting the pressure on, trying to get the lead here as they come off turn number four. To the stripe, he falls in line behind Jeff Green, just a car length off the rear deck. Let's see what he does down in turns one and two. So far, Earnhardt Jr. able to keep the car right right down to the inside lane of turns one and two. That's just where he is again, this time by, but unable to make the pass. Bumper to bumper down the back straightaway. Jeff Green with only about a quarter car length separation between him and Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's how it is when they come into the turn, but in the middle of the turn, Dale Earnhardt Jr. with a little bit of a nudge on the back end of Jeff Green coming off turn four. Just a low tap from behind from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jeff Green holds on to the lead coming off the fourth corner. They'll fall in line single file. Green, Earnhardt, Atwood with Nemechek giving chase down into turn one. Joe Nemechek closing in quickly from the fourth position, trying to make that a four-way scramble for the top spot. For now, it is Jeff Green who continues to lead Dale Earnhardt Jr. The front three battle have allowed Joe Nemechek to get up there and make it almost a four-way battle for the top spot. But back up in front is Jeff Green, now trying to get down to the inside first to cut off Dale Earnhardt Jr. It doesn't happen. Now Earnhardt Jr. with an opportunity down to the inside off turn four. Finally gets the lane open down to the inside. Let's see what he can do with it. Pulls up alongside.
outside. Jeff Green. Here's the battle for the lead. Earnhardt on the move, trying to complete the pass in turn one. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. charging hard back into the corner. Jeff Green stays up toward the high side. Side by side, battling for the lead. With Casey Atwood trying to choose a lane behind them. Door to door down the back stretch. Jeff Green gets the advantage now as Dale Earnhardt Jr. falls back into his tire tracks at least momentarily. Back into turn three, though. Dale Earnhardt Jr. drives deeper into the turn. Casey Atwood now looking to the inside of Jeff Green as Earnhardt Jr. holds on to the top spot off turn four. Tight racing coming off the fourth corner as Jeff Green, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Casey Atwood mix it up. Give it to Earnhardt Jr. again across the line as he opens up one car length. Now, Julian Nemechek joins the fray as he heads off to one. Nemechek trying to start a run to get alongside of Casey Atwood. That is the battle for the third position. Moving off turn two, their nose to tail on the backstretch. He doesn't get the bite coming off turn two. Joe Nemechek in that fourth position. Once that third spot away from Casey Atwood. As they work their way back into turn three. Single file to the front four. But Joe Nemechek looks high. Now will look low coming off turn four. Dale Earnhardt Jr. becomes the fourth different leader this evening. There have been lead changes eight times. Winston Kelly, do they fear that he's used up the car, though? Well, let's find out from Tony Yuri Sr., who's up here on the toolbox. He bends down to talk to us. Tony, obviously you guys hit the setup. What's Tony, what's uh, Dale saying about the car? Well, the car's real good right now. A little tight and started, and the car started screwing up as it ran. Characteristics of other places at night. Uh, we freed it up a little bit with air pressure, and the uh, car's real good right now. We just wanted to lead a lap. They get the pressure, and it's too hard. We're going to let them go, but... Uh, we got some tough competition here tonight. It's going to be hard to win this race, but uh, we're going to do our damnedest to do it. Ask Tony Uri Sr., and he was talking about freeing the car up just a little bit on that last pit stop, which has helped him. He also shared with us that if some of the other guys pressure him too much, they are going to pull over and let him go. He wanted to get up front and lead a lap. The car has been a little bit too tight. They freed it up. They wanted to lead a lap, get that five points, and stay out as long as they can. He's up front now and has moved out by four car lengths over Jeff Green. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. leading in lap 89. Jeff Green is second. Casey Atwood third. Joe Nemechek fourth. And Jason Keller is fifth. Closing in on the halfway point of tonight's uh, CarQuest Auto Parts 250. At uh, the halfway point, the man leading picks up an additional $2,000 for leading at the halfway point. It's the Gatorade Front Runner Award. Two grand for the man out in front. Right now, that is Dale Earnhardt Jr., one man who will not have a chance of doing that. It's Tim Fidewa. He's in the garage with our Danielle Humphrey. That's right, Joe. I'm standing here with Tim Fidewa, who's uh, leaning against some tires outside of his team's transporter, looking at his parked race car. Tim, not how you wanted to end the night. What was the problem? Well, I don't know. We we uh, had a good car, had a car capable of sitting on a pole, and I messed that up the other day. And we, The guys worked really hard and got this backup car on. It was running good in practice and, and happy hour, and uh, we had some carburetor troubles then, and, and I think we had some more. I don't know if we ended up finally breaking a piston or something, but uh, just one of them weekends, I guess I should have stayed home, but I'm real happy for the guys to work that hard and, and give me a good car. It's just we ain't had much luck for the Stanley team. That's Tim Fidoa done for the night. Tim, the first car out of the race here this evening. Jeff Green just took the lead. It happened in front of Jason Toy. Jeff Green took the high road to get around this time. He got a good bike with his Chevrolet, was able to stick it out on the high side, got the nose out in front of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Once he did, he shut the door down to the inside and was able to take over the top spot. 
So Jeff Green swings back around, takes over the top spot. Dale Earnhardt Jr. falls in line in second. It's Joe Nemechek third, Casey Atwood fourth, and Dave Blaney in the fifth spot. Jason Keller hangs in there, but Jim Phillips, you were telling me he had a close call a little while ago. Uh, one of those luck deals, Joe. He had a left rear tire going down when that caution came out with Wayne Grubb and Jeffrey Bodine, and he was able to come down the pit lane and not lose one position. And Jason Keller still running uh, very well tonight. Well, he's one of those guys who certainly deserves some luck after that run at uh, Myrtle Beach a couple of weeks ago when he was leading in the closing stages of the race, then got knocked out and uh, fell back and lost that race. So nice to see some good luck come back around for a change. Right now, the driver on the move is Dale Earnhardt Jr. as he heads off the second corner and down the back straightaway. He'll challenge Green again for the lead. Yeah, like a freight train down the back stretch. Dale Earnhardt Jr. tries to set up Jeff Green coming back into turn three, but Green gets there first, shuts down the inside line. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now as Jeff Green slips up. Earnhardt Jr. looks to the inside, but it's cut off coming on turn four. Dale Jr. looks really strong in turns three and four, better down there than he does in turns one and two. Seems to be able to hug the inside of the racetrack and get a good bite coming up off the corner. Let's see if he can do anything this time at the other end of the track. Here he is, Joe, looking down to the inside of Jeff Green. Now he lines up wide and leaves the inside open for Joe Nemechek. About a car length separation between Green and Dale Earnhardt Jr., but Earnhardt Jr. makes it up down the back straightaway. Same separation back to Joe Nemechek in third. They stay single file back through turns three and four. Now Casey Atwood back up into the front mix. Joe Nemechek seemed to almost have the bite coming off the second corner to get by Dale Earnhardt Jr., but Earnhardt is good down the straightaways. And once again, Again, here comes Nemechek, breaking out a line out in the clean air, looking to the inside for second. Last five to the inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Joe Nemechek does and takes over the second spot with a breathtaking move coming off the end of the front stretch. Now the leaders are on the back straightaway. They worked their way around the lap car. Mark Green, who gives way down to the inside. The leaders worked their way to the high side. About a three-car length separation for Jeff Green back to Joe Nemechek, but Nemechek bobbles a little bit back into the turn and allows Dale Earnhardt Jr. to get back on his back bumper off turn four. Once Nemechek lost the lead here about, uh, what, 20 laps ago, it appeared that maybe he just didn't have anything. Maybe he was saving it because he's sure showing it now, taking over the second spot, now bearing down in this race for the lead. Here's Nemechek looking to the inside of race leader Jeff Green. Now they go side by side as they exit to the corner, but Green fights him off for now. Jeff Green is able to stay right there with him as Joe Nemechek tries to get the good run coming off the turn. Jeff Green a little bit too strong down the back straightaway. He's able to hold his car down to the inside as it drifts up in the middle of the turn of three and four. Now Joe Nemechek looks to the inside off turn four. Nemechek strong through the middle of the turn. Digs into the bottom. Jeff Green tries to defend. Here's Nemechek to the line. Give the lead at lap 99 to Joe Nemechek. Jeff Green challenges on the outside in turn one. And here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. going down to the inside of Jeff Green. They are side by side contesting the second position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. moves by to challenge for the top spot. Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets that nose out in front, slips up into that second position now, but Jeff Green is going to battle back on the high side. They get back nose to tail, back through turns three and four, but front row Joe Nemechek out on the top spot as they exit turn four. Coming down for the cross flags now, signifying the halfway mark in the race and $2,000, the Gatorade Front Runner Award will go to Joe Nemechek, who picked up the lead just in time. Dale Earnhardt Jr. just behind him, Jeff Green, Casey Atwood, and Dave Blaney. That's the front five in turn two. And now they race off the corner with 
Joe Nemechek up at the front of the line. Sawn on the wheel with Dale Earnhardt Jr. right behind. Dale Earnhardt Jr. staying right on his back bumper like a train down the back stretch, back into turn three. Joe Nemechek goes a little bit higher. Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes all the way down the access road. But it's not going to happen now as Joe Nemechek shuts the door coming off turn four. Earnhardt digs in hard. Joe Nemechek defends on the bottom of the racetrack coming off the corner. They thin out single file. The front two beginning to pull away a bit. It's now a two-car battle for the lead. What was four is now just two in turn one. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the second position trying to find a way to get around Joe Nemechek. But now Nemechek opens up by a couple of car lengths on the back stretch. Car, car length and a half separation for the front four. Down the back straightaway now as Casey Outwood slips back a little bit more. But Joe Nemechek getting ready to encounter some lap cars. Jeffrey Bodine will be one of those first cars as they make their way off turn four. Got about five or six cars just ahead that Joe Nemechek and this pack of the lead five will be catching momentarily. But for now, Joe Nemechek looking to be in command with a five-car length lead over Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Green, Casey Atwood, and Dave Blaney just past the halfway mark. We are under the caution flag once again this evening in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Looks to be a one-car incident in turn two. And it's been a tough night for driver Brad Loney. Joe, he is involved in the accident in turn number two. His car got kicked around out of shape, rode up to the top of the banking, and just kind of kissed off the outside wall and continued on away. Loney was running in the 33rd time, uh, 33rd spot, that is, at the time of the incident as the caution flag waves here just past the halfway mark. It's Joe Nemechek leading Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Green, Casey Atwin, and Dave Blaney. Maybe seeing some pit stops. We'll find out in a moment. Back at Gateway International Raceway this evening, the caution flag is waving for the third time. A single car incident in turn two involving Brad Loney. And now everybody's on pit road. Jim Phillips. And the crews are at work. Around the right side they go. Here goes Joe Nemechek. He's going to beat Dale Earnhardt Jr. out of the pits. Also in Casey Atwood, Jeff Green, Adam Petty is in, Jason Keller's in, Dave Blaney's in for service. Nemechek the first one to leave. Kevin Grubb is getting service. Mike Dillon getting service on the left side. Now Earnhardt Jr., the first away on this center pit road again this time. He's followed out by Matt Jensen. Then out was Kenny Schrader. Kenny Wallace was the next out. All the cars in the midsection of pit road. Four tires in gasoline. Another track car adjustment on Matt Kenseth's car. Another chassis adjustment for Kenny Schrader. Danielle Humphrey. Andy Santer, Elton Sawyer, Randy LaJoy, Bobby Hill, and almost everybody down on this end took four tires and gas, as well as making another adjustment to the chassis. Buckshot Jones is still sitting on pit road. He just now is peeling off. The hood was up. There were, they were checking to see why the motor was not running properly. And an extended stop down on pit road for Hermie Sadler. He was in for, well, about 15 or 20 seconds longer than normal. He gets away and heads back out onto the racetrack. Here comes uh, now the second wave of cars coming down the pit road. Joe Bessie is in, Mark Green, a number of other cars that were not on the lead lap. The NASCAR Winston Racing Series is heating up across the country. Nearly 100 local hometown speedways in 36 states are featuring America's best short track racers every weekend as they compete for the coveted NASCAR Winston Racing Series Championship. For the name, address, and schedule of the NASCAR Winston Racing Series track near you, contact NASCAR Public Relations, Daytona Beach, Florida, or visit NASCAR online on the Internet at www.nascar.com. Second wave of pit stops continues down trackside. Let's take a look at the running order as they came off of pit road at lap 106. Joe Nemechek 
continues to lead. Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets off pit road second with Dave Blaney third. A good stop there. Casey Atwood maintains fourth. Matt Kenseth up a couple of spots. He comes off pit road in fifth with Jason Keller sixth. Ken Schrader seventh. Wayne Grubb comes off pit lane eighth. Ninth will be Jeff Green. Shane Hall tenth. So Jeff Green losing about four or five positions, Joe, down on pit road as we continue on here at the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. 106 laps are in the books. Getting ready to go back under the green flag here at Gateway International Raceway with Joe Nemechek, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dave Blaney, Casey Atwood, and Matt Kenseth. That's the top five. It's a double file restart. A couple of cars lined up down on the inside trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap. And again, a pit stop changes to the setup on some of these cars. We may see a whole new ball game about to begin here, Fred. Also see a lot more lap cars on this restart than we've seen recently. A lot of the drivers say side-by-side racing can be difficult on this track, so we'll see how they thread the needle. The leaders now as they head down the front straightaway. Green is out. Nemechek, Earnhardt, and Blaney haul it off to turn one. Nemechek is quick on the break. The race leader gets around. The lap car, Bobby Hamilton Jr., now Dale Earnhardt Jr. will try to follow suit. Bobby Hamilton Jr. down on the inside. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the high side as Earnhardt Jr. easily works his way around. Bobby Hamilton Jr. back into turn three. Hamilton Jr. now with a car separation between Earnhardt Jr. and Dave Blaney. They're single file off four. Earnhardt Jr. now getting by some of the lap traffic. Matter of fact, he and Joe Nemechek, the front two, breaking away, separated from Blaney and the rest of the cars in the top five by those two lap machines in turn one. Here's Dave Blaney now going to the inside of Bobby Hamilton Jr. So Blaney, who rides in third, clears some of that lap traffic and fetched off toward the race leader. Hank Parker Jr. down to the inside. He cuts off Casey Atwood as Atwood tries to advance up through the field. It's Dave Blaney who worked his way away from lap traffic. Hank Parker Jr. now cutting off Casey Atwood as he tries to work his way around the lap bars. A battle for the lead, all four. Dale Earnhardt Jr. digs in, cuts it hard to the left. Nemechek goes high, coming off the corner. Give the lead to Earnhardt at lap number 113. Nemechek falls in line as they head off to turn one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. drives it hard into the corner and turn number one. He fans out wide. Nemechek six to the nose of his Chevy down low, but will not be able to make the pass to regain the lead. Joe Nemechek is not going to go away quietly. Tries to make a run, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. just too tough. Down the back straightaway. He pulls out to a two-car length separation. Back into turn three. It's Earnhardt Jr., Nemechek, and Dave Blaney working away all four. Front three cars break away. Now Casey Atwood back in the fourth position. He picks up some ground here as he gets by some of the lap traffic further back. You got some new names here. Matt Kenseth in the hunt, as well as Ken Schrader. He's right on Kenseth's rear deck going to turn one. Kenseth in the fifth position. Ken Schrader is sixth and also Jason Keller involved in that battle. He's in the seventh position. They're on the backstretch. This group of car works their way off single file down the backstretch. Now Jason Keller looks to the inside of Ken Schrader coming down the backstretch and then falls back up into the single file line again back into turn three. Keller tries to nudge his nose down to the inside of Schrader coming off turn four. Meanwhile it heats up up front again. Joe Nemechek dives to the inside of Earnhardt Jr. in the corner. He'll come across the line in the lead but Dale Earnhardt Jr. is still there right on the back bumper and one. Earnhardt Jr. now playing the role of the aggressor, trying to regain the lead at the expense of Joe Nemechek. He won't be able to do it this time by their single file on the backstretch. Down the stretch they come. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. knocking on the door of Joe Nemechek. That single file freight train working their way down the backstretch. The front four now with about an eight car length separation back to the lap of Hank Parker. And then it's Matt Kenseth trying to work his way up into that fifth position. 
29 car still on the lead lap, a very competitive race up front, but the lead changes just about every other lap, it seems like. So far, 12 times we've had changes, but it's been among four drivers. Still going on, hot and heavy at the front of the field in turn one. Joe Nemechek, the race leader, tries to hold off Dale Earnhardt Jr., who's on the move again on the backstretch. Battle of two Chevrolets for that top spot. Joe Nemechek holding it down, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. right up on his back bumper. You would almost think they're hooked together. Now Earnhardt Jr. breaks down to the inside. Joe Nemechek cuts him off there again. There goes the tail coming off turn four. Nemechek eases up the banking. Earnhardt looks to the inside, but there's nothing there coming off the corner as they come down across the start-finish line. Dale Earnhardt Jr. right on the tire tracks of Joe Nemechek. The front two haul it off to turn one. And meanwhile, behind them, Dave Blaney in third and Casey Atwood in fourth have caught the front two. The front four now all riding single file. They're then that single file line down the back stretch with Casey Atwood trying to knock on the door in the backside of Dave Blaney. They go back into turn three. Joe Nemechek gets about a two-car length separation on Dale Earnhardt Jr., but then Earnhardt Jr. reels him back in going to turn four. Four cars settle down for a few moments anyway. Let's go back from fifth on back. Some great racing there. Matt Kenseth, Ken Schrader, and Jason Keller. He's the man on the move trying to get by Ken Schrader. He's tried everything. And once again, here on the front straightaway, Keller drops to the inside to challenge. Keller in the seventh position looks inside of Schrader, who rides up the banking in turn number two. Won't be able to make the pass. Keller will not. He gets back in the line. Staying in that single file line like a freight train down the back straightaway again. We've seen it all night long when these guys get in that single file line. Nobody looking out. Jason Keller now goes down to the inside all the way to the rumble strips. But his teammate Jeff Green right there with him. This battle for fifth off four. Matt Kenseth, Ken Schrader, and Jason Keller nose to tail coming off the corner. About 10 to 20 car lengths behind the lead battle as they race across the line. Here's Keller breaking out of line. Looks to the inside of Ken Schrader. Tries to make the move there as Joe Nemechek, Dale Earnhardt, Dave Blaney, Casey Atwood, and Matt Kenseth round off the top five 119 laps complete Joe Nemechek continues to show the way here at Gateway International Raceway, MRN Radio with live coverage this evening. I'm Joe Moore along with Fred Armstrong out of the turns providing coverage this evening. Kurt Becker and Jason Toy on the pit road, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Danielle Humphrey. Winston's in the garage now with their second man out of the race tonight, Brad Loney. Brad had a great run a couple of weeks ago at Myrtle Beach, but not to be tonight. Brad, what happened? Yeah, it, cer it certainly wasn't to be for us. You know, the guys on the Coin Textile Services team, they really did a good job. Uh, we got caught in that first incident early on, and um, we changed the car a little bit right off the bat, didn't change tires, and apparently uh, somebody from the 40 team just came over and let me know that uh, they lost a right front tire going into one there, and, and I'd given him the line getting in, anticipating that he was going to pass us, and we were just going to take our take our time and, and run up behind him off of two there, and unfortunately, we, I never made it to turn two, so... It's been one of those days, and it's been a it's been a hell of a weekend here. You know, as hot as it's been, and uh, but you know, I, I can't complain. I'm still uh, I'm still walking around, and I'm talking. After a right front tire on another car that got into the side of Brad Loney's car, he's out this evening. Joe Nemechek continues to show the way. Dale Earnhardt Jr. giving chase. Just a moment ago, Earnhardt was right on his back bumper as they come across the start-finish line and post 127 laps up on the scoreboard. Nemechek begins to pull away by a couple of car lengths. And Jim Phillips, are they concerned at all about that uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Chevrolet behind? Well, let's find out from uh, Brian Petty, the crew chief for uh, 
Jolene to kick. He told me today it was going to be a guessing game. Looks like he guessed right today, Brian. It's not over yet. Uh, the whole Bell Southern crew uh, just done a superb job. We tested here two weeks ago, had a good test. Uh, been busy at the shop building other cars other than bush cars, so it's great to come out here and uh, run good in the bush series. But yeah, we went off a lot of notes we had last two weeks ago, and right now they're paying off. I didn't go over them and put the setup I should have qualified in, and we ended up 14 instead of the pole. So I put the race setup we thought would work, and uh, right now it looks pretty good. Now, if it goes green, can you make it on fuel? Yeah. That's what he says. They can make it on fuel. If it goes green, I don't expect it will, but that's always something to have in your back pocket if you can make it. Nice to know you got that little extra bit of insurance. 72 laps to go. I would think they would be pushing it a little bit, but uh, they seem to sound pretty confident down there. I think they're a bigger problem right now is a guy behind them, Fred. Yeah, definitely. Dale Earnhardt Jr. runs pretty well in certain parts of the racetrack. He seems to be doing pretty well coming off the second corner and down the back straightaway. That's where they are right now. Here's Nemechek leading him down the back chute. But again, Dale Earnhardt begins to ease up on his back bumper as he heads to three. Has about a car, a car length and a half separation back into turn three. But then Dale Earnhardt Jr., who's been driving deep from the turns all evening here in three, is able to catch right up on the back bumper off turn four. Earnhardt pulls up once again, coming off turn number four, sneaks right up on the rear deck to see if he can make a move here for the top spot, but doesn't do it. He'll fall back in line single file. Let's take you back to the field here at lap number 130. There's some interesting names here in the top 10 now, but uh, we haven't talked about a whole lot this evening. Joe Nemechek again, the race leader with Earnhardt Jr. in second. Dave Blaney, Casey Atwood, and Jason Keller. That's the front five. Here's Randy LaJoy breaking into the top 10. He is in the sixth position now, going for the fifth spot, as a matter of fact, trying to get by Casey Atwood as they go down the back straightaway. Further back, you've got uh, Jeff Green, Ken Schrader. That's position 7 and eight. Matt Kenseth has fallen back tonight with Kenny Wallace now in the 10th position. In the 11th spot now is Shane Hall. Mike McLaughlin is 12th. Mike Dillon 13th. Todd Bodine 14th. And Dick Trickle now rides in the 15th position. Ted Christopher is 16th. Elton Sawyer 17th. Kevin LePage is 18th. Bobby Hillen is 19th. And 20th is Wayne Grubb. Take you all the way back through the field. Adam Petty running in the 21st position with Andy Santer 22nd. Curtis Markham is 23rd. Tony Raines running in the 24th spot. Kevin Grubb maintains 25th. 26th is Jeff Purvis. Ed Barrier back in 27th. 28th, Glenn Allen Jr. with Hermie Sadler running 29th. 30th is Butch Miller. Hank Parker Jr. maintains a 31st position with Jason Jarrett in 32nd. Justin Labonte 33rd and Bobby Hamilton Jr. 34th. Tony Roper rides 35th and 36th is Mark Green in the garage in 37th. Joe Bessie. 38th is Buckshot Jones also posted in the garage. Jeffrey Bodine and Brad Loney 39th and 40th also down in the garage. Out on the racetrack in 41st is Phil Parsons. Jeff Furler is 42nd. And Tim Fidua is in the garage in 43rd. And while we're back at the rear of the field, giving you the rundown, a change at the front of the field. Dale Earnhardt Jr. made the move by Joe Nemechek on lap number 131 and shows the way down to the line here. 
but Nemechek's not too far away, and neither is Dave Blaney. Right there with the race leader as they storm off to turn one. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. with that race lead, holding off Joe Nemechek in the corner, and a couple of more car lengths back to Dave Blaney as they race on to the backstretch. The front two with about a four-car length separation back to the third spot, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads the way. He has a car length separation back to Joe Nemechek as Earnhardt Jr. goes all the way down to the access road, now slips up in the middle of the turn and opens up the inside for Joe Nemechek again off four. Nemechek squeezes down low. Trouble off turn two. Curtis Markham's car gets turned around and gets collected there by Adam Petty at the exit to turn number two as Caution is on the speedway. Caution waves over in turn number two as several cars get together. One still sitting there on the back straightaway just at the exit of turn number two. Let's go back to Kurt Becker. All of a sudden racing off the corner Joe Moore. This was back around the 21st position on back. The cars of Curtis Markham and Adam Petty got turned around. In fact, Markham got turned sideways on the backstretch and collided with Adam Petty, who kind of plowed into the left side rear fender. And it is the car of Curtis Markham, which continues to set idle just inside the back straightaway. Adam Petty able to continue, but he's lost a lot of ground. Now falling back to the 30th position. A lot of damage as he makes his way down along the pit lane as a caution flag waves for the fourth time tonight. Well, although we heard from one crew chief who said they thought they could go the rest of the way on fuel, here's the opportunity to stop, and they're all coming in. Caution flag waving for the fourth time this evening when Curtis Markham and Adam Petty got together, and now the rush is on down the pit lane as everybody comes into their pits. Here's Jim Phillips first. Here's Joe Nemechek on the pit lane. Right side tires going on to clean the windshield. Here comes uh, Dave Blaney in. Jason Keller is in. In front of him, Jeff Green had fallen back on that last sequence. They're going to make a chassis adjustment. In front of him is Casey Atwood. He's getting right side tires. Let's see if anybody goes with two. No, they're going with four tires on this end of the pit lane. Nemechek wins the race off to Winston Kelly. Two tires only for Kenny Wallace. He's the first down and away easily. Then Dale Earnhardt Jr. falls out, followed by Matt Kenseth, Ted Christopher. A little bit of a slow stop and chassis adjustment for Kenny Schrader. So everybody except Kenny Wallace with four tires in gasoline. Danielle Humphrey. Randy Lejoy was the first to leave this end of pit road. I believe he got two tires. Bobby Hillen, Elton Sawyer, Andy Santer, Wayne Grubb, and Dick Trickle all took four. We continue working the fourth caution of the afternoon once again for a crash down in turn number two involving Curtis Markham and Adam Petty. Working the fourth caution at the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 here at the Gateway International Raceway just outside St. Louis. Crash in turn number two brought out this fourth caution involving Curtis Markham and Adam Petty. The good news from turn two is both drivers have left the area. Adam Petty was able to drive away. Curtis Markham just moments ago climbed into the ambulance headed for the infield care center. Well, losing cars here beginning to pick up the rate of that. Uh, Curtis Markham's car is taken to the garage. Adam Petty, who was involved in this most recent crash, his car heads back to the garage area. And also Joe Bessie is back in the Bush Series garage. Let's go for an update. Joe Bessie's car is being loaded onto the team's transporter. We're going to try and find Joe and get a word with him. All right. We'll uh, check in on that situation in just a few moments as Adam Petty's car is also pushed down the pit lane and the caution flag continues to wave here this evening at uh, lap 138. After the pit stops, they've picked up Kenny Wallace as the race leader. He will be the fifth different driver to share some time at the turn of the field here this evening. Kenny's been having a pretty good run, running uh, back between about 8th and 12th here for the last uh, 50 laps or so. So now it's his chance to see what he can do at the front of the pack. It's Kenny Wallace, Joe Nemechek, Dale Earnhardt Jr., 
Bobby Hillen shown in fourth. Dave Blaney is fifth as they come off turn number four and a double foul restart, getting ready for the green flag. Getting set to get back to action, and again, a few lap cars on the inside of the racetrack will complicate things for the leaders as they scramble off to the first corner. A little difficult to run up in the marbles there, so we'll see how they get down to it with Kenny Wallace, Joe Nemechek, Dale Earnhardt, Bobby Hillen Jr. now finally rumbling up in the top five. Here they come across the line. Green flag out at lap 140. The leaders scramble off to the first turn. And Kenny Wallace, the race leader, is going to have some trouble trying to dispose of the lap traffic. Hank Parker Jr. goes to the inside, and Joe Nemechek takes advantage. He charges by to take the race lead. Quickly back out on the point, it is Joe Nemechek. Directly in front of him is the lap car of Hank Parker Jr. Now Dale Earnhardt Jr. moves up to the second spot around Kenny Wallace. As Wallace slips up, opens up the inside for Bobby Hillen coming off turn four. Gives us 16 lead changes this evening as now Joe Nemechek takes his spot at the top of the pack once again. Races alongside the lap car of Hank Parker Jr. with Dale Earnhardt Jr. sitting right in behind, waiting for a chance to make a move. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the second position, then a gap of a couple of car lengths back to Bobby Hillen Jr. who goes to third and Dave Blaney up to fourth. Joe Nemechek out there on the point with Hank Parker right on his back bumper. Almost three wide coming off the turn. They think better of it now as Dale Earnhardt Jr. takes back over the spot. Advances his way now with no lap traffic as he gets his way around. Hank Parker Jr. coming off turn four. That scrambling behind has allowed Joe Nemechek to open up a three-car length advantage coming off of turn four. Here's Earnhardt across the line trying to chop that down as he heads off to turn one. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. now trying to chop another car length off the deficit to race leader Joe Nemechek. One driver who lost several positions on the restart, Kenny Wallace, backsliding from first all the way back to seventh. He continues to work his way back with Randy LaJoy moving ahead of him. But back up towards the front, Joe Nemechek now with about a four-car length separation back to Dale Earnhardt Jr. They have a separation with Hank Parker between them and Dave Blaney coming off turn four. Change for the fourth position now as uh, Casey Atwood makes the move by Bobby Hillen. We go to Pitt Road. Well, with Curtis Markham, Curtis is okay. Just came out of the infield care center, but what happened out there? Uh, well, first off, I thank uh, Graybar, Panduit, and uh, Busman for putting this deal together for the for this Diamond Ridge Chevrolet. Uh, the car was running great. Uh, that last pit stop, the guys made a change on it, and it was flying. We were just, you know, back a little bit, just trying to take our time, pick our way through the traffic, and uh, I was going by Adam Petty, and he pushed up real hard coming out of two and got into my quarter panel and turned me around. That's the thoughts of Curtis Markham. Adam Petty sitting here behind pit road. He's putting his helmet back on. See if you can ease in here real quickly. Adam, how'd you sit unfold? I just got a little tight coming out of the corner. I feel terrible for Curtis and his and his sponsor. He's the one race deal. And uh, I just pushed up and got into him. My car went away really, really bad. And it's, we had a, we went from a fourth place car to about a 30th place car in about 20 laps. And uh, I just feel bad for Curtis. I took him out and uh, it's my fault. Curtis Markham and Adam Petty behind pit wall, but Adam Petty should get back in. Good to see a young man like that able to uh, fess up when it's his fault. Right now, Dave Blaney and Casey Atwood have the best battle on the racetrack. It's for third coming off the corner as Joe Nemechek mains about two car lengths on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Here's Atwood trying Blaney on the inside at one. Pontiac Chevrolet battle for the third position. Here comes Atwood Chevy to the inside of Blaney's Pontiac. They're side by side battling for third. Door to door down the back stretch as they work their way down to the inside with Casey Atwood down low and up on the high side. It's Dave Blaney. Now Atwood with the advantage going back into turn three. He takes over that third spot as the leaders work the 
way off four. Antwood gets third. Blaney falls to fourth. Now in the fifth position, looks like Randy LaJoy moves up as he works on Jason Keller. Let's check in with Danielle Humphrey. Standing here in front of a big fan with Joe uh, Bessie, who's already changed into some jeans. Joe, what happened? Uh, just cut down two right front tires early in the race and then dro just dropped the cylinder in the motor. And just real disappointing night. We got a couple hundred people here from Power Team. They got a brand new uh, nuclear facility out here in Clinton, Illinois. And just disappointed, uh, disappointed for the Winston Cup team. They give up their off weekend to come out here and field a second car for Jeffrey. And, uh, just both of us had problems with right front tires and uh, just wasn't meant to be, I guess. But uh, we'll be back at Indy next week for the Brickyard of that Winston Cup car and uh, really looking forward to some good things out there. That's Joe Bessie. Gives us five cars out of the race now. Tim Fidoa, Brad Loney, Joe Bessie, Curtis Markham, and Adam Petty, although Adam hopes to get his car back in the race. Uh, one of the guys who's one of the front runners in the early stages of the race has fallen back a little bit. Jim Phillips has been patrolling the area around Jeff Green's pit area. What seems to be the problem there, Jim? Let me get up here and talk to Harold Holly and find out uh, that, like you said, he was a uh, top uh, one or two, uh, most all the early part of this race. Harold, the first part of this race, you were up there one, two. Now you've dropped back. What's the problem? Well, we had the car set up really free because of our track position. We made a pretty radical adjustment on that one stop and it got us back in the field a little bit. It's just hard to work the traffic here. If we'd have been up front where we could run our own space, uh, run our own line, use all the track, that would be fine. But when you get back that far, you had to start making different adjustments on the car, and we just got him messed up on a pit stop there. But we're pretty good now. The car's come back, so all we got to do is catch up. I, I believe we can finish in the top three anyway. The 87's awful good right now, but at three cars, and he's trailing him hard. That's Harold Holly, crew chief for Jeff Green, one of the early leaders here at St. Louis. Right now running in the seventh position with Joe Nemechek, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Casey Atwood, Dave Blaney, and Jason Keller showing the way. 149 laps complete. Still working caution on lap number 163 for a hard crash over in turn two involving Kevin Grubb, Dick Trickle, Ted Christopher and others. Several drivers coming down along the pit lane right now. Christopher's been down there for some two or three laps of caution as we continue on lap number 166. Kevin Grubb, uh, I think, did climb out of the car. Uh, Kurt Becker reported they're now hooking the car up, bringing it back into the garage area, so we'll get a report from him in a few moments. Good news, he's okay. There uh, appeared to be uh, more cars in that uh, than we thought. We told you Dick Trickle, Kevin Grubb, and Ted Christopher, and uh, from what we're seeing, Butch Miller also involved in that crash. He had a lot of damage on the right side of that car when he came by. They replaced the tire, sent him back out onto the racetrack. Let's run you back through the top ten as we get set for the restart. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will take the green flag with Joan Imachek second, Casey Atwood is third, Randy LaJoy fourth, uh, fourth, and Jason Keller is fifth. Dave Blaney is sixth, Jeff Green is seventh, Matt Kenseth right behind an eighth, Mike McLaughlin ninth, and tenth will be Todd Bodine, who's worked his way pretty well up through the field. Again, Hank Parker Jr. to the first car down on the inside lane. Trying to get back in the lead lap. He's the first car one lap down, now shown in 24th. Here comes the field, roaring across the line. Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets away from Joe Nemechek by two car lengths. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. with the race lead, racing into turn number one. Nemechek this time will get away from the lap traffic down to the inside. Casey Atwood in third, the driver who's bottled up and trying to clear the traffic. Casey Atwood trying to work his way to the high side along with Randy LaJoy. And further back up towards the front, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has developed a little bit of a cushion now. About four car lengths of a cushion back to Joe Nemechek. Then Casey Atwood, LaJoy, and Jason Killer trying to work his way around lap 
Andy LaJoy had a scary moment there coming into turn number three. He was bottled up with a bunch of lap traffic. A couple of those cars bailed out, letting LaJoy by. Now he will challenge Atwood as they head off to one. In fact, the front four goes single file. Randy LaJoy in that fourth position. He's got Jason Keller closing in behind him in fifth. Then further back, Dave Blaney in the sixth spot goes to the outside and almost cuts the wall. Dave Blaney works his way off the wall, down the back straightaway, trying to work his way around lap traffic, trying not to let the leaders get too far out in front. The front five now with a separation of a lap car of Kenny Wallace. They work their way off turn four. Earnhardt's got one of the biggest leads he's had this evening, and now about six car lengths over second place Joe Nemechek. Good racing from fifth, sixth on back. You've got Jason Keller, Dave Blaney, Jeff Green, and some of those cars having to deal with lap traffic. Here's Dave Blaney in the sixth position. He's got Jeff Green in seventh right behind him. Also Matt Kenseth and Mike McLaughlin all stacking up on the back straightaway. Now Jeff Green will try to look to the inside of Dave Blaney. Blaney still with the advantage going down the back stretch with Jeff Green with the position going back into turn three. Takes over that spot. Now it's Matt Kenseth. Has to jump on the binders a little bit to avoid the running the back end of Dave Blaney off four. Talking about the battle for six. Matt Kenseth dives down to the inside. Jeff Green is there. Sixth, seventh, and eighth under contention now as they race across the line. Once again, they'll haul it off to turn one. This time they all go single file from that sixth spot on back. It is Jeff Green and six. Dave Blaney, Matt Kenseth, Mike McLaughlin, and also Todd Bodine who rounds out the top ten. Everybody staying single file, nose to tail, down the back straightaway, up towards the front. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now with about a six car length separation on Joe Neiman but Casey Atwood is knocking on the back door of Nemechek, coming off turn four. Atwood's trying to get the uh, second position now, coming off turn number four. Sneaks right up on the rear deck, tries to stab it down to the inside to pull up alongside, realizing Randy LaJoy is right behind him. Here's Randy LaJoy in that fourth position, taking a look to the inside of Casey Atwood. He shoves a fender up alongside. This the battle for the third position on the back stretch. LaJoy peeks to the inside and then slides back up into that single file line. The train makes their way down the back stretch. Joe Nemechek, the man in second, leading the way with this one because Dale Earnhardt Jr. is pulled away out in front. Now it's Randy LaJoy looking to the back side of Casey Atwood on four. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s lead almost a full second with Joe Nemechek, Casey Atwood, and Randy LaJoy banging it out for the second position as we continue on with the CarQuest Auto Parts 250-26 laps to go. Still working caution on lap number 163 for a hard crash over in turn two involving Kevin Grubb, Dick Trickle, Ted Christopher and others. Several drivers coming down along the pit lane right now. Christopher's been down there for some two or three laps of caution as we continue on lap number 166. Kevin Grubb, uh, I think, did climb out of the car. Uh, Kurt Becker reported they're now hooking the car up, bringing it back into the garage area, so we'll get a report from him in a few moments. Good news, he's okay. There uh, appeared to be uh, more cars in that uh, than we thought. We told you Dick Trickle, Kevin Grubb and Ted Christopher, and uh, from what we're seeing, Butch Miller also involved in that crash. He had a lot of damage on the right side of that car when he came by. They replaced the tire, sent him back out onto the racetrack. Let's run you back through the top ten as we get set for the restart. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will take the green flag with Joan Imachek second, Casey Atwood is third, Randy LaJoy fourth, and Jason Keller is fifth. Dave Blaney is sixth, Jeff Green is seventh, Matt Kenseth right behind an eighth, Mike McLaughlin ninth, and tenth will be Todd Bodine, who's worked his way pretty well up through the field. Again, Hank Parker Jr. to the first car down on the inside lane. 
trying to get back in the lead lap. He's the first car one lap down, now shown in 24th. Here comes the field, roaring across the line. Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets away from Joe Nemechek by two car lengths. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. with the race lead, racing into turn number one. Nemechek this time will get away from the lap traffic down to the inside. Casey Atwood in third, the driver who's bottled up and trying to clear the traffic. Casey Atwood trying to work his way to the high side along with Randy LaJoy. And further back up towards the front, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has developed a little bit of a cushion now. About four car lengths of a cushion back to Joe Nemechek. Then Casey Atwood, LaJoy, and Jason Keller trying to work his way around lap traffic. Randy LaJoy had a scary moment there coming into turn number three. He was bottled up with a bunch of lap traffic. A couple of those cars bailed out, letting LaJoy by. Now he will challenge Atwood as they head off to one. In fact, the front four goes single file. Randy LaJoy in that fourth position. He's got Jason Keller closing in behind him at fifth. Then further back, Dave Blaney in the sixth spot goes to the outside and almost cuts the wall. Dave Blaney works his way off the wall, down the back straightaway, trying to work his way around lap traffic, trying not to let the leaders get too far out in front. The front five now with a separation of a lap car of Kenny Wallace. They work his way off turn four. Earnhardt's got one of the biggest leads he's had this evening, and now about six car lengths over second place Joe Nemechek. Good racing from fifth, sixth on back. You've got Jason Keller, Dave Blaney, Jeff Green, and some of those cars having to deal with lap traffic. Here's Dave Blaney in the sixth position. He's got Jeff Green in seventh right behind him. Also Matt Kenseth and Mike McLaughlin all stacking up on the back straightaway. Now Jeff Green will try to look to the inside of Dave Blaney. Blaney still with the advantage going down the back stretch with Jeff Green with the position going back into turn three. Takes over that spot. Now it's Matt Kenseth. Has to jump on the binders a little bit to avoid the running the back end of Dave Blaney off four. Talking about the battle for six. Matt Kenseth dives down to the inside. Jeff Green is there. Sixth, seventh, and eighth under contention now as they race across the line. Once again, they'll haul it off to turn one. This time they all go single file from that sixth spot on back. It is Jeff Green and six. Dave Blaney, Matt Kenseth, Mike McLaughlin, and also Todd Bodine who rounds out the top ten. Everybody staying single file, nose to tail, down the back straightaway, up towards the front. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now with about a six car length separation on Joe Neiman but Casey Atwood is knocking on the back door of Nemechek, coming off turn four. Atwood's trying to get the uh, second position now, coming off turn number four. Sneaks right up on the rear deck, tries to stab it down to the inside to pull up alongside, realizing Randy LaJoy is right behind him. Here's Randy LaJoy in that fourth position, taking a look to the inside of Casey Atwood. He shoves a fender up alongside. This the battle for the third position on the back stretch. LaJoy peeks to the inside and then slides back up into that single file line. The train makes their way down the back stretch. Joe Nemechek, the man in second, leading the way with this one because Dale Earnhardt Jr. is pulling away out in front. Now it's Randy LaJoy looking to the back side of Casey Atwood on four. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s lead almost a full second with Joe Nemechek, Casey Atwood, and Randy LaJoy banging it out for the second position as we continue on with the CarQuest Auto Parts 250-26 laps to go. We are in the final 22 laps of the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 this evening here at Gateway International Raceway outside of St. Louis. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has the lead by a little over a second 
But there's a fast-closing Randy LaJoy just behind him. LaJoy working his way into the top five, now up to the second position and starting to chop down Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s lead. Joe Nemechek is third. Casey Atwood is fourth. Jason Keller is fifth. We have six cars in the garage now. Tim Fidoa, Brad Loney, Joe Bessie, Curtis Markham, Adam Petty, and Kevin Grubb. Let's pick up the race for the second spot. It's shaping up off turn number two now, headed down the back straightaway. Casey Atwood is right there trying to hold off of that, trying to get in that third position on Joe Nemechek, but back up directly in front of them. Once he was able to get around, Randy LaJoy has been setting his sights on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Continues to dwindle away on that lead. The leaders worked their way off four. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s lead the last time across the start-finish line was 1.125 seconds. Let's see if Randy LaJoy can knock that down a bit. 1.089. He shaves off a tenth as they head off to turn one. For Randy LaJoy, the task still to catch Dale Earnhardt Jr. Then behind them, the battle for third intensifies one more time. Joe Nemechek with the third Third spot, Casey Atwood tries to take it away. Casey Atwood goes all the way to the outside wall and kind of peeks to the inside a little bit, but Nemechek is able to pull away. Gives himself about a two-car length separation as they head back into turn three. Joe Nemechek, Casey Atwood, Jason Keller, and Jeff Green working their way off turn four. Holding their spots now, coming back up off turn number four with 19 laps to go as they cross the line this time. Danielle Humphrey, do they think that Randy LaJoy can catch Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Chopped off a tenth of a second last time by. Closes it even more as he heads to turn three. Coming back into it, he is running the same tire tracks as Dale Earnhardt Jr. Keeping the same line. He hugs the inside line. Works back up to the middle of the turn. Now works his way off turn four, looking for that number three. He's going to have 18 laps to get the job done. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. Back across the line. Randy LaJoy, let's look at the difference there. .940. Oh, another tenth goes by the wayside. They're off to one. Here comes LaJoy's red and white Chevrolet trying to chase down Earnhardt Jr.'s blue Chevy. They race off of turn two and on to the backstretch. Again, in the tire tracks of Dale Earnhardt Jr. directly in front of them. About 15 car lanes is the lap car of Adam Petty. Dale Earnhardt Jr. quickly reels him in along with Randy LaJoy who's staying right there with him coming off four. Separation now nine-tenths of a second between Earnhardt Jr. and Randy LaJoy. They've pulled away by two seconds over third place Joe Nemechek. Casey Atwood falls back by another second. He's in fourth. Jason Keller rides in the fifth spot. Spread out a pretty good bit, but again, it's tightening up up front. It continues to tighten up for the lead. Dale Earnhardt Jr. sees Randy LaJoy starting to close in one more time on the back straightaway. It's the old thing. Anything he can do, I can do better as Randy LaJoy takes the same track through turns one and two and then down the back stretch. Goes all the way to the outside wall and then hugs the inside line. He's setting his sights on little Earnhardt Jr. off four. It's going to be tough to say what it will be at the line, but going down the back straightaway, Randy LaJoy knocked two car lengths off the lead. Here they come, back across the start-finish line. Let's see if he makes it stick. He does. Point seven, the differential. They're in one. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Swings down low, tries to hug the inside line in turn number two, but instead his car shoots up toward the outside wall as he continues to lead. Staying in the tire tracks as the train rolls down the back straightaway, Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to keep his way, keep himself a cushion between him and Randy LaJoy, but LaJoy drives deeper into turn, runs the rumble strip, coming off turn four. Meanwhile, back for the fourth position, Jason Keller pulls to the outside lane, makes the pass now on Casey Atwood. Again, that gives him the fourth position. Jeff Green rides along there.
there with them. Still side by side, as a matter of fact, for fourth as uh, they try to make the move complete in turn one. And Casey Atwood is going to lose two positions. Jason Keller moves on by, and now Jeff Green tries to make the pass as Atwood suddenly finds himself in fifth. He gets hung up down on the inside now with a couple of lap cars trying to work their way to the high side. That's Kenny Wallace. He successfully makes his way around Atwood as he is forced to slip back up into the single file line. The leaders are all four. Randy LaJoy is catching Dale Earnhardt Jr. just a half a second at the line last time by. As they cross the start-finish line, that differential maintains as they head off to one. Lap traffic ahead, about 15 car lengths ahead in the form of Mark Green, racing off of turn number two. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. And again, Randy LaJoy closes in. He gets the hook on the back bumper to Dale Earnhardt Jr. and starts to reel it in. He is right there with about four car length separation. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the man on the point, tugs it down to the inside, but Randy LaJoy goes deeper and catches up with him coming off turn four. When you start describing the difference between a position and another, and you do it in seconds, that's one thing. When you start, start talking car lengths, that's another, and that's where we got to shift to now because it's down to about four car lengths between Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Randy LaJoy. Here comes LaJoy charging up behind Earnhardt Jr. in turn number two. Both go wide to get around the lap car of Mark Green. They went from 15 to four. Now it's down to two car lengths coming down the back straightaway back into turn three. Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to hold off the likes of Randy LaJoy, but LaJoy goes all the way again down to the rumble strips and makes up ground on Earnhardt. LaJoy digs in at the bottom of the racetrack in turn four, cuts it off the corner, coming across the start-finish line. Randy LaJoy is two car lengths in arrears to Earnhardt as they race off to turn one. Here comes Randy LaJoy, drives it very deep into turn number one, tries to rush up alongside of Earnhardt Jr., who just as quickly steps down and shuts off the inside lane. One car length separation now down to Max Stratton. Randy LaJoy got a great run coming off turn two. Now Earnhardt Jr. picks up a little bit of ground back into three, but Randy LaJoy, who goes all the way down to the grass almost, gets up right on the back bumper of Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming off turn four. Randy LaJoy is good in the turns, but off the turns, Earnhardt really turns it up. Once again, he stretches out by maybe three car lengths across the start-finish line into turn number one. LaJoy tightens up yet again. Here comes Randy LaJoy back into the corner, moves up another car length just a few feet off the back bumper of Dale Earnhardt Jr. chasing him on the back stretch. But Dale Earnhardt's able to pull away down the back straightaway, gives himself back out to that two-car length cushion as they head back into turn three. LaJoy is able to make it sick down to the inside, makes up the ground. If he's going to pass, he's going to have to do another turn. Earnhardt pulls away again off four. Coming around for 10 laps to go. Randy LaJoy again good right through the apex of the corner, turns it in deep, gains another car length across the line. Three, ten of a second between first and second. They're in one. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr., the race leader. Takes a look behind him, sees Randy LaJoy right there with him again. They race off of turn two. Still no change for the top spot. Gets all the way up on the back bumper to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Randy LaJoy now slips back a little bit more as Earnhardt too strong down the back stretch. Gets back out to a three-car length separation, but it is quickly cut back down to a two-car length separation back in the middle of the turn. Randy LaJoy hasn't led at all tonight. Earnhardt Jr. has been up front four times 
And LaJoy, it's been a long time since he's been in the top spot in one of these NASCAR Bush Series races. Now with nine laps to go, it's Dale Earnhardt Jr., Randy LaJoy, Joe Nemechek, Jason Keller, and Jeff Green. The second five is Casey Atwood, Matt Kenseth, Dave Blaney, Mike McLaughlin, and Todd Bodine. And Fred, it's just about showtime. It is indeed. And right now, also a good scramble shapes up back with Jason Keller and Jeff Green. Jeff Green says it's time to push the button. Dives down to the inside in three. Makes the pass on his teammate. Now as Keller goes back into the single file, Kenny Wallace, a lap car, right there with him in side-by-side racing with Matt Kenseth and Casey Atwood off four. This is all going on back in the third, fourth, and fifth positions as Dale Earnhardt Jr. continues to lead. Let's shift back here to Jeff Green with Jason Keller behind him. And further behind them, Casey Atwood about to lose a position in turn one. Casey Atwood in danger of losing the sixth spot. Here comes Matt Kenseth. Rumbles out of the pocket from seventh and dives down low but cannot make the pass. Kenseth can't get there as Atwood slips up a little bit. It allows Kenseth to get right on the back bumper in the tire tracks as they work their way back down in the turn three. Kenny Wallace, the lap car, continues to work his way up. He now gets in front of Jason Keller who was directly in front of Atwood off four. Whatever you have, it's time to show it right now. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. has one more tenth of a second on Randy LaJoy. Opens it up to three car lengths as he heads to one. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. now out of turn number two. A couple, now three car lengths over Randy LaJoy. They're on the back stretch. Dale Earnhardt continues to pull away now from Randy LaJoy. Perhaps maybe LaJoy may have used up his tires too much now as the car length separation is about seven car lengths. Back into turn three, Dale Earnhardt with a little puff of smoke off the brakes on the right front as the leaders work their way off turn four. Here's Earnhardt Jr. now closing in on some lap traffic just ahead. About three cars in front. He'll have to negotiate by. Picks up another car length or two on. Randy LaJoy going to the corner. Looked for a while like Randy was closing in right up on the bumper a few times, but he's beginning to fall back a little bit, Fred. He's fallen off the pace by about four car lengths, and now as they have to maneuver their way around some lap traffic, here's Earnhardt getting a pretty good runoff turn two. LaJoy is going to have to deal with Butch Miller now as he heads to three. And easily does it as Butch Miller gives way down on the inside. LaJoy drives it deeper again into the turn, but not making up as much ground as he has in the past as Earnhardt pulls away off turn four. Five laps to go when they come to the line this time. Jim Phillips, what's the attitude there? What's the mood in Earnhardt's pit? Well, Tony Urey Sr. hadn't changed all day long, Joe. He never really changes his emotion for the first time in about the last 10 laps. He called out something to Earnhardt Jr. Dale Jr.'s not said anything back to him, so they're just calm, have their fingers crossed, but they look a little bit more calm now that he's pulled back away. Imagine they're pretty confident here in the closing laps as they've moved away from Randy LaJoy. He was closing in so quickly for a while. Now he's fallen back by about five car lengths. Coming back to the line, it'll be four laps to go. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in command with Randy LaJoy behind him. Joe Nemechek is third, Jeff Green fourth, and Jason Keller fifth. Let's follow the leaders back through turns one and two. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. with the race lead. Two car lengths, the advantage over second place, Randy LaJoy. LaJoy working hard, but still unable to catch Earnhardt Jr. But he is starting to make up a little bit of ground. Perhaps maybe let his tires cool off a little bit and starts to make a charge. But Dale Earnhardt Jr. still at about a five car length separation back in the turn three. Both drivers go beyond the white line on the inside and drift up coming off turn four. No time to cool off now. Three laps to go as they come off the corner. Last time by LaJoy. Back by four tenths of a second across the start-finish line. 
maintains four tenths. Dale Earnhardt Jr. does as he races into one. Here comes the race leader again, right down to the bottom of turn number one. Likewise for Randy LaJoy. Earnhardt sets up for the exit to the corner. He's on the backstretch. Earnhardt Jr. with about a three-car length separation. Now Randy LaJoy now pulls away, middle of the way down the backstretch to about a six-car length separation. Dale Earnhardt Jr. with Ted, Christ- Ted Christopher, a lap car, about 15 car lengths directly in front of them coming off turn four. Got a couple of lap cars they'll deal with once they come up off turn number four and come down to the stripe. There will be two laps to go. Randy LaJoy may have just used up everything he had trying to catch Dale Earnhardt Jr., but Dale seems to have plenty left. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. drives deep into turn number one, had to check up for a moment, then go out wide to get around the car of Ted Christopher off turn two. That allows LaJoy to catch up a little bit of ground again coming off the turn, but Earnhardt too strong down the back straightaway. Pulls back out to about a five-car length separation. LaJoy drives deeper into the turns all the way across the rubble strips. He tries to set his sights on Earnhardt off four. Randy LaJoy wants to pick up his second win of the year. He's got a mile and a half to do it. Coming down to the line, the white flag is out. They cross the start-finish line. Four tenths of a second. No gaining for LaJoy. They head off to turn one. LaJoy still chasing Dale Earnhardt Jr. as he has for the last several laps. For the final time this evening, the leaders are off turn two and on the backstretch. LaJoy takes a different run, coming off turn two, goes all the way to the outside wall, comes down to the middle of the turn, uh, the middle of the straightaway, and he goes back out to the outside wall, but not enough for Dale Earnhardt Jr. as he continues to pull away, coming off turn four. After crashing out last week at Pikes Peak, losing the series point lead, poor qualifying this weekend. Earnhardt Jr. is bouncing back. He crosses the line and wins the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 over Randy LaJoy by six-tenths of a second. Let's go to Pit Road. Well, high fives all the way around down here. Tony Yuri Sr. kind of bogged down inside all of this. So all the crew members down here on Pit Road high-fiving a happy Tony Yuri Sr. and the rest of the AC Delco crew. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins tonight. Randy LaJoy is second. Joe Nemechek third. Jeff Green fourth. And Jason Keller fifth in the car quest 250 back at gateway international raceway where this evening dale earnhardt jr has won the car quest auto parts 250 a race that saw lead changes 17 times among five different drivers dale jr started back at the 18th spot worked his way to the front of the pack took the lead for the first time on lap number 86 and held off a hard charge by randy lajoy in the closing laps we'll go to victory lane in a few moments first let's go down and hear from the runner-up tonight randy lajoy well randy quite a run for you 27th to second you got there and then what happened got beat by the three car <laughs> i used it up pretty hard coming up i want to thank you know phoenix racing bob evans restaurants uh all the fans here they need to go to bob evans and register for the big sweepstakes they're going to have in charlotte somebody's going to win a brand new car somebody's going to win a million bucks um we need to get running good we have been the last three four races if we win Charlotte, some lucky fans going to win a million. So we're getting our performances up there. The Chevrolet Monte Carlo run really good, but Little Lee was a little bit too strong there at the end. If I think I could have got him, he could have messed up. I'm not sure if he could have passed me, but I couldn't pass him. It looked to me like that uh, you were better in the turns, but he was better off getting off the turns. I used my right front up pretty hard, and, uh, you know, we had a good day. And, uh, you know, we just... Uh, I messed up qualifying once again and put us in the back, and we had to play catch-up. And uh, when you allowed the same amount of tires as everybody else, uh, I used mine up a little harder than everybody else did. Randy LaJoy, he finishes second. 
Joe Nemechek proves that when he shows up at a NASCAR Bush Series race, he's certainly a force to be reckoned with. He led five different times tonight. Let's check downstairs. Joe Nemechek, what a tough battle tonight. How was the car? Our Bell South Mobility Nokia Chevy was, was really good. Uh, just... Just that last set of tires didn't quite match our setup uh, like the first two sets. And, man, I, I really wanted those. If we would have had a good set there at the end that matched our setup, we would have had some for Dale Jr. But uh, uh, he was tough. You know, LaJoy was tough there at the end. They just had a little better package than we did. How was the track tonight? Well, track was good. You know, you could run high, low. Uh, my car was really good down on the bottoms in one and two and then also in three and four. And, uh, it seemed like if we could have some really long runs earlier in the race, we were we were awesome. And I uh, just want to thank the guys, and, uh, hey, we'll, we'll take it. We've had a lot of problems this year, and we'll take it. That's Joe Nemechek coming home in third. Finishing in the third position after leading five different times here this evening. Certainly a contender throughout the evening. Joe Nemechek also picks up the Gatorade Front Runner Award of $2,000. He was leading at the halfway point of the race. Ray Bestos breaks rookie of the race tonight. Tony Raines, who finished 21st. Back down to the uh, fuel pumps. Let's hear from Jeff Green, who finished fourth tonight. Well, Jeff, for the uh, first part of this race, you were the big factor. Uh, up there in the top two, middle part of the race, then you fell back quite a bit. Uh, what happened? Well, we got behind on a pit stop, had a problem on the left front, and uh, lost four or five spots. And everybody's so close, man, it's hard to pass. And uh, hats off to Dale Jr., man. They had an awesome car tonight. And uh, every adjustment we made would make it different somewhere else where we didn't need it and just couldn't get exactly right to run with those guys. Those guys is awesome. Tell me about the last 10 or 15 laps. So you made up uh, three or four spots then. Well, something happened to 27. I don't know if something happened to his motor or not, but uh, the guy by Jason, he was just too tight up off the corner. And he's my teammate. I hated to pass him, but I needed that spot. A Kleenex Chevrolet was good. It just wasn't great tonight. Uh, we just missed it a little bit. Still a good run for Jeff Green. Jason Keller was certainly a strong force tonight. He was a factor all night long and came home with a strong fifth-place finish. Let's check downstairs. Jason Keller, what a super night for you. Oh, really, for the uh, whole progressive team, you know, fourth and fifth. Uh, it's not that one-two finish we'd like to have, but the uh, entire Fleming IGA team did great. I mean, we had good pit stops. and uh, Man, I've never had to wrestle a car that hard for uh, 200 laps, but uh, you know, the guys were giving me their all, and... Uh, you know, I drove as hard as I could and I uh, came on fifth, so that's pretty good for us. How was the car there towards the end of the race? Uh, the longer we ran, the tighter we got. Uh, actually, I was kind of uh, hoping there was a little bit more cautions there at the end, but it uh, didn't happen. So uh, we held on for fifth, though, real proud and uh, real happy to get to the top five. Jason Keller coming home in fifth. And let's go right to victory lane with Winston Kelly. Well, with Dale Earnhardt Jr. for the fourth time in 1999, congratulations. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I I'm really excited here to win here in St. Louis. The race fans, it's almost like my second home since we got a, our relationship built with Budweiser. These fans have really turned on to us and, and supported us a lot. We're glad to have the Delco Chevrolet back in Victor Lane this, uh, in 1999, and hopefully we can, we can do this a couple more times before the year's out. Now, when Randy LaJoy was catching you, were you conserving the car? Or was something wrong with it, or what was the situation there? I didn't want to overdrive the car and upset the tires. I'd done that a couple times earlier in the race, and I knew Randy had a uh, better car than me. Uh, but at the end, uh, his car kind of faded a little bit. or It's kind of difficult running behind people or, or passing people here, even if you do have a better car. So I was just trying to run hard but not over-aggressive and get out of shape or get up the racetrack. I did that a couple times, but 
we had what it takes. It's, it's a good race car, and that's, uh, you know, Tony Uri and my crew, they do a good job putting the car together. Uh, they make me twice as a race car driver I'd probably normally be. When he was running you down and filling up your rear view mirror, did you know you had enough to hold him off, or were you worried at that point? I knew I could hold him off, but I didn't know how long. Uh, he's pretty aggressive, and I enjoy racing with him. I was looking forward uh, to him getting a little closer to the bumper there, but his car started fading on him, and uh, he's had a tough year, so I got to congratulate him on a good solid run to come from where he did this, uh, uh, with a bad qualifying run. and. Uh, we raced good with everybody out there, me and uh, Jeff Green and, and Nemechek, everybody. We had a great time. I had a good time the whole race. Tony, uh, Yuri told us that he made some changes early on in the race. How about the other caution flag stops? Did you make any changes in? No, the car got to be real good. It was loose out in front, so I just get behind Nemechek there and ride. The car was very comfortable there. I didn't see no point in getting out there and, and, and risking the spinning the car out or anything, so I just stayed behind him trying to save the tires or whatnot if we had to go a long ways. And uh, the last set of tires was a little bit tighter, so it allowed me to get out front and, and, and run a little hard. He won three in a row a few weeks ago, back in victory lane for the fourth time in 1999, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And he goes back into the lead of the NASCAR Bush Series Championship point standings. Unofficially, he'll take the top spot over Matt Kenseth, who falls back to the second spot. Jeff Green still in third, Todd Bodine fourth, and fifth is Elton Sawyer. Let's take a look at the rundown from tonight's race. Dale Earnhardt Jr. pulls off the win. Randy LaJoy comes home second with Joe Nemechek in third, Jeff Green fourth, and Jason Keller fifth. Matt Kenseth with a good run in sixth, Casey Atwood seventh, Dame Blaney in ninth, and Dave Blaney eighth, ninth is Mike McLaughlin, and tenth was Todd Bodine. Kevin LePage coming home in 11th, 12th was Ken Schrader with Elton Sawyer 13th, Hermie Sadler 14th, and Wayne Grubb 15th. Coming into the 16th spot tonight was Dick Trickle, followed by Shane Hall in 17th. Bobby Hillen was 18th. Andy Santera, 19th, and Jeff Purvis was 20th. 21st was Tony Raines. 22nd, Ed Barrier. 23rd was Butch Miller. Hank Barker, Jr. was 24th. Jason Jarrett, 25th, and Justin Labonte finished 26th. 27th was Kenny Wallace. 28th, Bobby Hamilton, Jr. Ted Christopher was 29th, and Tony Roper, 30th. 31st, Mike Dillon. 32nd, Mark Green. Glenn Allen, Jr. was 33rd with Adam Petty. 34th, Phil Parsons 35th, Kevin Grubb 36th, Jeff Fuller 37th, Curtis Markham finished 38th, Joe Bessie was 39th, 40th was Buckshot Jones, 41st, Jeffrey Bodine, Brad Loney 42nd, and 43rd was Tim Fedoa. Oh, we thank the voices you heard on the broadcast this evening. Out in the corners for us were Kurt Becker and Jason Toy. Down along the pit lane, our reporters were Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Danielle Humphrey. Our scoring handled by Sherry Taylor this evening, our spotters Nick Bobel and Scott Beal. Our pit runner was Fred Bobel and Tim Taylor was our production assistant this evening. Congratulations again to Dale Earnhardt Jr. who picks up the win this evening. A tough one for him, but he gets the win and the point lead once again. For Fred Armstrong, I'm Joe Moore. Good night, everyone, from St. Louis at the Gateway International Raceway. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak.
Use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.